This is Hot Takes. This is where all uh, opinions are welcome. There is no such thing as a bad opinion on Hot Takes. This is a safe space for all opinions. Yeah, I was going to say, say something for me. What is Hot Takes to you? How are we doing? Well, for me, Hot Takes... Now, when we use the word hot takes, maybe the first thing that you assume is maybe a controversial opinion or a bad opinion or something that somebody doesn't agree with completely. But that's not exactly necessarily what it means to me. What it means to me is just something that provokes a conversation that makes you think a little bit. That is maybe that it can occasionally be something that not everybody agrees with, but might be something that not everybody thought of. And maybe people will inspired by if they did hear it so it's not necessarily something that's for shock or for cringe or anything like that it's for something to to create conversation and to move forward the discussion of what art is and where we go with it gosh that's a really good summary how are we doing right now nervous <laughs> all we're right back and we have video. yeah wait we're moving now right looks like we it are. yeah we're I moving, love that city dreaming. behind you, Indy. We're grooving. Thank you. Yeah. It's going to change. It's going to go those away. Those nighttime soon. cityscapes are close to my heart. Oh, yeah. How are we doing now? Same. We good? We live? I think so. We're, we're live. We're, we're here. Look, everyone's. Everyone's oh, chatting. Oh, all right. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank them for their So I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys you know, do your thing about the show one more time. I already did it. I'll do it again if you want. <laughs> he to. already did it. So, so this is this is where we uh, have a, our our open, honest discussions about art and music. Um, I think it's good to be critical about art. I think you would agree. Um, I would. I, I don't think that uh, anyone. I mean, it's it's difficult to be critical about art without hurting feelings sometimes. But I think this is a constructive place to uh, maybe mm -hmm. mentally joust a little bit and just share some opinions. Uh, and just geek Absolutely. out about stuff that we like, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I kind of had the idea, not to go on too much about it, but I kind of had the idea in a conversation with Porter Vaughn about uh, his love of, like, I think it was, like, post-hardcore or, like, some random genre of music that a lot of Vaporwave people don't much talk about. And I was like, there's a lot of music from my past that I really just want to geek out with, with people about that doesn't get talked much about anymore because it's... You know, just a little on the older side or whatever. So that's why I wanted to do this. Uh, so you know what? That that's oh, why I like hanging around you. Like that oh, exact reason. You're too kind. You you, you like last night when you mentioned broken social like, scene. You get it, you know. Oh. And that's what people in this community do. They get it, and that's why we stick around with them and all that. Yeah, right. yeah that, that's off. a very good point. So. You know, you talk about wanting to speak out many different other types of music, et cetera, et cetera, in addition to Vaporwave. And the fact of the matter is that really nobody comes to Vaporwave without first having gone through so many other genres within the counterculture first. Right. Because Vaporwave is such a new genre, people, not many people have really just like grown up with it yet. So most people who come to Vaporwave, it's usually because they've studied multiple other genres, multiple other subculture genres pretty much from like 1978 onwards even if it wasn't their thing they most of the time checked it out and discovered the artists that were the really important ones went through them found some other obscure ones digested that information and said i want more like i want more art i want more culture i want more inspiration and then mm -hmm. you get to a point when you enter vaporwave and you can take 
all these lessons and all these sounds that you experienced and learned from in the other music genres, and you could put them together into like a little playground and just mess around with all of them. Mess around with even the songs themselves, the textures themselves, in addition to the ideas that were learned from those different genres, right? Like, think about Vaporwave. Think about how much influence there comes from with like city pop or techno or shoegaze, right? Or and and a lot of these sort of in you know these uh, this information from the genres is is put into the pe- person's mind, and then it's like run through, and there's like a spine underneath it that supports it and that spine underneath it is the really big artists that inspire most of the vaporwave people right and that would be like the avalanches or boards of oh, canada yeah. or daft punk or one tricks or ferraro right or negative land so that's the spine that creates the sort of mood for vaporwave but vaporwave itself the body and the flesh is created by all the other experiences from all the other music that you have heard till you began making vaporwave and that to me is what makes this just really super important and super special and that's why it's lasted and that's why vaporwave my first hot take is the reason that vaporwave has lasted is because it draws on from all the other genres whereas a lot of these other genres are just sort of self-reflexive and draw from themselves they draw from the like a techno artist draws from other techno artists most of the time and sometimes that's pretty much what happens with punk and almost any other scene all the artists usually kind of draw from themselves maybe they have a little bit of inspiration outside their genre but they're always looking at themselves whereas vaporwave is always looking at itself but then always looking back at what it learned before from the genres that existed before it did and then always looking around to see what else is happening honestly the only reason i feel like that Lately, I find myself mostly listening to Vaporwave these days is because the genre has expanded so much. And the other genres I used to listen to prior to Vaporwave, well, I mean, they just sort of they, they've stagnated for the most part. There isn't as much interesting going on in those other genres anymore because like the, uh, you know, the ghost of experimentation has lifted itself and put it into Vaporwave at this point. And you know, my hot take is that, you know, Vaporwave kind of one of the only honors you might even need in 2020. Oh, shit. Yeah, 2020s in general. It's like, because it's, they eat everything else. And like I just, like, you know, and it's funny, I even talked to, jo- I remember talking to George and him being like, man, all I listen to is Vaporwave because Vaporwave is just everything now. So, right. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think that the other genres are moving in the same way that, that Vaporwave does? Even the new genres is hyper pop moving the same way that vaporwave does to keep eating different ideas or is just vaporwave going to eventually eat hyperpop too like what do you guys think <laughs> i mean, really like seriously Go. i can't i can't load the fucking thing on my computer right now to read your chat so i'm going to look at it on the phone so like oh dude i'm me, so sorry like, give me some fucking opinions please yeah you guys sound off i want to hear your answer to that first indy yeah uh, indy what do you think I, about what do you stand on all this sir yeah i was gonna say Vaporwave is really cool because in the sense when you're looking at all these different genres and sounds and the types of people that gravitate toward different genres like uh, there's if you're into music you may have fit into a certain clique growing up a musical clique like for me it was metal and ska and punk and that sort of thing ah oh, man i oh, am so much ska night as i made very clear back on when i was <laughs> already on with the ska yeah, yeah, just got started heck in the chat still uh, <laughs> mark's a huge fan he had he literally had the ska, ska compilation we're gonna have on to have him on here so when i like mentioned ska to mark you know r23x he was like oh well funny you should mention go ahead yeah. i didn't interrupt <laughs> 
No, no, it's cool. It's, I love the tangents. That's what I'm about, right? Hot take. I can't take Scott. No, it's fine. You're okay. That's, that's I, I get it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I just looked at that. But, but it's, uh, you're like, sort of tied to those uh, genres and the groups of people. Like I was into emo sort of. So I looked for people that dress like that, right? Definitely have a question you're for you in regards to that once we're done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and that's not this not true for every genre, but it, it is does happen sometimes. And what I think is neat about Vaporwave is we connect through whatever genre and whatever type of person you were, like whatever you're you're into, what your vibe is, you know, electronic or instrumental, just as one example. And we can converge and sort of connect and share the appreciation for this this music that is kind of brought us to where we are today with music mm-hmm. and collectively sort of shun it or manipulate it to throw it back in the face of pop culture or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. um, be- because you know we sort of can't escape it um, music that gets played and shoved in our face all the time so it's, there's it's there's a like great a great opportunity like, to yeah. go ahead yeah that's... no i'm sorry but that's just like it reminds me of there's something that uh, there's like this this letter that's open letter that like bansky wrote one time about how like no like you're being assaulted every day when yeah, you walk exactly. down the street by like this music that you didn't ask for or this this stuff yes, that you didn't ask for advertisements exactly. you didn't fucking ask for music you mm-hmm. didn't fucking ask for and you're being assaulted mm-hmm. by it so if you can make art mm-hmm. To, if, you know, so like doing things like making vaporwave and ste- you know taking songs and warping them, right? You know, it's like the same as graffiti, man. You know, it's just like it's taking mm-hmm. taking the other stuff and throwing it back in its face, right? You know, yeah. like I don't, I didn't ask to like you know fucking li- listen to Ed Sheeran every time I'm at work. <laughs> I don't ask for that. I don't want that to happen. I don't have a fucking choice. Like, Let me read this comment that uh, Zanrai Kid said. Not to interrupt, he says hyperpop to extrapolate what Chris mentioned is looking back at the cringe culture slash dubstep of yeah. 2010s and pop punk of 2000s to invent that's itself. Really, wow, Disco that's a was really dead. Take. I know, Ooh, right? Man, House brought it big back. Big boy people are so smart. Like they really just interpret Dude. shit. And it's just a that's the other thing about vaporwave fans in general, is the ability to look at this art and diagnose it. Like that's man, who said that? Zonrai Kid always has those tastes. Zon, of course, that which Zonrai was dead course, is born again. Dan, better for the Dan changing that. times Fucking and technologies. Brilliant. Yeah, that's Fucking a, brilliant. That is a hot take. Yeah, that's what now. That's what I'm talking about with hot takes, man. I'm talking like about analysis Somebody here. I'm talking about scholar. Wow. I'm talking about being erudite, man. That's great. Not like pff, that. Do sucks. you guys? Do you guys have which the whole two thousand? You could do that too. Thing? No, no shame. But like, I like that shit, man. That was great. Um, that is great. Hyperpop, in my opinion, is it's it's relatively you know we can say it's not relatively new. You can you we you know we can say that like well there was PC music right you know that's like um, God someone said that hyperpop was between PC music and something else and I can't remember what the other thing they said was but it was like it nailed it. But I don't know I feel like Stevie Sphere said made this comment on I heard the PC music brilliant, comment brilliant I really, really wish I saved it but like it was um, I know she made this great comment about like hyperpop is this. And this and one of the things was PC music and the other thing was something else and it was like the perfect thing and I can't remember it now but um Crunk but we're real like you know you we can say that like you know Sophie was here back in 2011 and you know PC music was this back in then but like I'm you know all right hot take right now like PC music you know I remember the first time like hearing like cutie and stuff like that being like that's pretty catchy and then I remember right. listening to another like a uh, hyper pop song and I remember being like this fucking sucks like <laughs> like not hyper pop song sorry another PC music song and, and like being like 
I mean, it's, it's like flat it wasn't on just purpose. Me. I get that. It I know I get that it's miss. flat on purpose, but like it kind of irritated me. To tell you the truth, um, I, I think it was like way over. I think the critics gave it way too much credit, more than it really deserved. And you know, I thought it was kind of lazy a lot of times. Yeah, you're not and, wrong. Um, but you know, they definitely had like. But I do, I do always remember like Sophie, like not necessarily being music being associated with it. And then I remember putting on Sophie's old stuff, and being like, oh, that's the one. Yeah, that's the fucking Patty Smith of this shit. Like, there you so go. Patty Smith like, of I, like that's the Patty Smith of this go. shit, man. That's like, that's like the truth of it. That's like the person doing this with like the grain of truth, you know. And but anyway, oh, my damn. point saying is that Hyperbob is new, and you know, and, and I don't. It still needs to be, you know, it has not withstood the test of time yet. There was a point when everybody thought a lot of genres were like the next thing, and this is where the kids were going, and this is what was the experiment. To eat. Oh, I took the words right out of my mouth, Brendo. Took the words right out of my mouth. Now, I love Seapunk. I don't think Seapunk gets enough love, but hey, you know, I know it's controversial. I don't know if we're going to be talking about this genre in another two years. I don't know if it's going to leave any lasting impression, or all that will happen is that people will repeat the same sounds in hyperpop into ad infinitum, infinitum, and the will become a joke and a imitation of itself and it'll be sad so i don't want to fucking hype hyper pop too much until it proves itself vaporwave has proved itself we're 10 years deep motherfucker we got all kinds of sounds we got all kinds of record labels we got all <laughs> we're all friends with each other there's networking happening but who knows what's going to happen with hyper pop i don't know we'll see I, I it would be really i'd be interested i'm interested you know i'm always interested in the future and i use nostalgia as a as a tool but i do not like i don't i don't uh you know uh i i don't like fetishize it really i understand i don't actually fetishize nostalgia i see it as a tool as another instrument to use when i make music but i don't fetishize it i don't long for it you know i'm a little older and i don't fucking long for all that shit anymore i'm tired of it what's I'm interesting to me is i feel like a lot of people... is always doing new, new things it's just like it's, it's like it's a genre i've been waiting for true <laughs> you know? and i think a lot of those people help. that make that music never actually had those experiences or like they're they're not memories that they separates it i think which is okay there's nothing wrong with that but i mean i think a lot of people don't really remember you know being able to smell cigarette smoke in malls you know, and palm trees and <laughs> skylights and all that shit. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. that that's that's my hot take for today. Well, it's neat that people that have and haven't can still both ex- um, enjoy vaporwave together. You know, um, I always find it. I do agree with like, that. What ties someone to vaporwave? Like, what is your? Yeah. Why did you come to vaporwave? How did you find it? Why did you stick around? Because there's always a reason. Like. For me, I kind of chase my past in a way, and Vaporwave me too, is a dude. great tool. Very wow. much so. It's, a, it's an escapism thing. So you yeah. guys both chase your past, like you, like you get Vaporwave, and you're yeah. looking, and it's like bringing you back to something, yeah. I mean, I miss my childhood. You know, that's why I have an embarrassingly yeah. large collection of Lego sets from the 80s. Those and Legos 90s. are boss, man. Oh, Those are some kind. dope fucking Legos, by the way. <laughs> you're too kind. Um, oh, Indy, do you have anything awesome like Legos. that? Like old shows you watch, toys you have that reminds you of childhood? Um, a little bit. I have like some collectible thingies like this bunny. Um, but more it's, it's about memory for me, trying to relive memories because I don't talk to the people that I was with when I was younger. You know, I'm 33. 
I kind of long for, you know, 14 to 18, that, okay. that era. What were and you doing when I, you were 14 to 18? You should uh, describe 14 to 18 year old Andy Force. Are you chasing actual, oh, like, are you just chasing the feeling of a memory? Or are you chasing like an actual tangible thing? Or is it the feeling of a memory? Because that's the thing about Vaporwave is like, it's, it's the, a lot of the music is the texture of memories. So mm -hmm. it's not even this is, and the thing that's fascinating about yeah. Vaporwave, it's, it's not even your memories half the time. That's why I love, yeah. and I want to get to the Echo Jams stuff eventually, but this is why Echo Jam can be so beautiful and important and the most powerful form of Vaporwave, because it is the texture of a memory, and it doesn't even have to necessarily be a memory you had or remind you of a memory you have. It's like when you listen to a certain album, and it's like, you know, it's supposed to be this, like, soundtrack to some, like, I don't fucking know, casino in Japan right. from 1980, right? And you put that on, and you listen to that, jam that, that album, and you now have the memory, as if you have a memory of being in a casino in Japan in 1980. And none of us weren't fucking casinos in Japan in 1980. <laughs> That's not a memory, but we still love that, like, an album like that. It inserts the memory into, like, a hard drive, Right. Like you just put in this floppy disk into your fucking brain. It's a cultural experience that you can now pick up, and 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 it's not like and it's not a recreation. It's not a pastiche. It is like as if you experience this and you have a degraded version of what it was like. And now all of a sudden you close your eyes and you're just there, half there, half not, because you're still here, but you're in your mind. You have like this chopped up version of the experience. And man, that's just so important that that always remains a part of vaporwave it's so important you know what i mean the ability to change people like that. that's why people have such emotional experiences sometimes with these albums that are heavy reverb and repeated phrases or repeated sound textures people have such powerful experiences with them because of just what i said i think it has a strong that's effect a, that's on a people. hot take for me i don't know why other people would like it and that's why i love it and i think that's why a lot of people like it too or and maybe they don't exactly know how to put that idea into words that i know yeah, that, what do you yeah be... so anyway my question is are you chasing a memory or are you chasing this feeling of a memory most of the time with the vaporwave you like i'm chasing Damn. the the desire I guess it's just a desire to re-experience my memories. Um, what I would love more than anything is to be able to get all the people from my life together and say, okay, we're going to put on a play and reproduce all of my memories. We're gonna, you're going to sit here where you were on that wow. day. Wow. You know, like, <laughs> That's <yeah>. amazing. <laughs> That's so fucking, that's like a religious experience that you just described. Wow, well, I love that's that. That's how powerful music can be. Like, Ooh, R23X is here. Takes oh, what's up, Mark? We were just talking about Ska. We were just talking about Ska. You missed it. We'll do it again. Didn't mean to cut you off there, Andy. What a great guy. No, Man, Mark is, I really just, I want to make sure that everybody out there is Mark. going and buying some fucking shirts and shit from Mark because his company is amazing. And. Maybe we can put a link for that in the talking about the Yeti? That's some amazing work that that, that the Yeti. does in general with yeah, music and with clothing apparel and all and video work. Go back to what you're saying. Sorry. No, oh, that's that's it. Shouts out it's to a beautiful thing, man. Isaac, why why did you start getting into vaporwave? Why, I mean, I think you've talked about this a little bit on a certain, on like I think a Molo's uh, interview with you, but you want to like give us a quick summary? So, I mean, I have always been a fan of music. Uh, I had a super weird, uh, you're familiar with my upbringing. I, I, was, uh, I was raised in a very, like, uh, 
uh, evangelical Christian household and couldn't like experience a lot of pop culture until I moved out of my house at 17 years old. So I experienced a lot of pop culture and just the shared zeitgeist that everyone has as an adult. So at 17 years of age, I got into a lot of the indie rock and a lot of the post rock and a lot of the shoegaze that was really popular in the mid 2000s with like the MySpace era of, of uh, music production mm -hmm. and promotion. And I don't think I came around to Vaporwave till about 20, like late 2011, I think. Probably around the time you were doing your thing, full tilt. Early, bro. What yeah. are you I mean, I found 18 Carat Affair thanks to a yeah. 18 Carat Affair, right? And and I got a hot take I've got a hot take about that too. So 18 Carat Affair invented Vaporwave. Anyways, moving right That's along. That's my hot take. It's 18 Carat hey. Affair invented 18 Vaporwave. 18 Affair invented like, Vaporwave. Glad you agree. You're fucking living somewhere, what, someone else's He was doing it in like right 2006, now. bro. That's not like... That's why we have this, why Vaporwave exists, is because 18 Carat Affair. Yes, and sir. I can explain what why later, but we can talk about this now. Is the first album that you would consider Vaporwave by 18 Carat Affair? Is it that 4061? Maybe. Oh, here's damn, here's why. And now, no, let me quick. tell you why he invented Vaporwave. Because let's sure. stop thinking about Vaporwave as one particular album and let's start thinking of it as a cohesive scene of yeah. artists moving together in the same direction. So. An album doesn't create. Okay, hot take. An album doesn't create a fucking movement. That's not how this Ooh, shit. Ooh, that works. is a hot take. I made you take that back. That's like the dumbest thing that happens all the time with every genre. Is people pick one album like this is where it all started. What is wrong with you people? You think this shit's that easy? You think it's that simple? It's just one album and that's where. No, dude. It's multiple artists doing multiple things together around the same time, and that's eventually getting yes. into a sort of group think because they had the same sort of values and the same sort of ways of seeing art. And the mm -hmm. reason that Carrot Affair is the person who started Vaporwave is because speaking as somebody who was making music around that time is that we, okay, so the, what happened is a lot of people were making music, a lot of people felt the same way that we did by the around 2010 or 2011, which was we're kind of tired of indie rock, Chill Wave was pretty oh, inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. Point Never was pretty inspiring. Mm -hmm. We Sound a lot of people, all these people, and if you liked One of Tricks Point Never, you probably had pretty good taste in music. You probably already were listening to uh, Boards of Canada as well. So there's oh, a yeah. lot, a lot of like now in your hometown, right, or in your home city, you feel like you're the only person who listens to Boards of Canada, Daft Punk, One of Tricks <laughs> Point Never, the Chill Wave artists, and also goes on YouTube and is looking up obscure '80s songs with with like worn out videos right you right. feel like you're the only person right you know you see like the, the games album is inspiring to you right and you mm. feel like you're the Hell only person it's inspiring to but so where do you go you go on a facebook group right you go on a facebook group like um chill wave <laughs> glow-fi hypnagogic pop because like this sort of sounds like you my god this, i missed last on fm combination of letters and words kind of sounds like you and you're like oh hypnagogic yeah i think that's what i do and from there you like you're maybe making your own music in your bedroom and you like post in this facebook group the the homemade music video you made on youtube and then other people are doing it too because you're not alone there's people like you they just don't happen to be right next door to you there's someone like you in st louis there's someone like you in la there's someone like you in minneapolis and you're all kind of thinking the same way and going to the same area and a lot of us are making music like that whether it be george's mirror kisses or whether it be auto or mesh 
or whether it be, you know, even the dancers like Adventure X, right? right? Or whether it be at the time, um, who else was, was around at the time, obviously? Um, I have to think about, oh, oh surfing, obviously, Bewilder Beast. Um, these guys, right? Internet well, club. okay. And like a lot of people Internet are making club. music around the time and posting their videos in there. And like we're all hovering around uh, like a, a sound that sounds perfect, right? And the thing is that like, you know, we like like uh, like Dennis was making um uh you know um 18 Carat Affair, and he was getting some recognition. Like who reposted his thing? Dude, Com it was Tycho. It was Com Tycho writing a guest article Tyco. for Tycho's ISO 50 yeah. music blog. That's exactly. where I found so 18 Carat Affair. Dennis was posted. Dennis was getting reposted in that group too, but Dennis got to be like like Tycho recognized Dennis, and we're like, ah oh, fuck. Like we kind of know that guy, <laughs> like, right. and then like we kind of know <laughs> Those him. Those are weird times. Right? We kind of know him. Like I, he did really good. Like no one was talking to each other really yet in the group, mm -hmm. but like Dennis gets in on this post on Tycho, and it's like, oh fuck, I gotta, I gotta try and meet him. Like, yeah, <laughs> I man. gotta send him a message. Be like, that's awesome. So it's like the thing that like kind of unified everybody was like everybody really liked Dennis's music. Everybody really liked him. And sure, we would email other artists that we like. He's such a but purist, Dennis, man. Dennis got back to you. Dennis got back to you, and Dennis liked your music too. So all of a sudden, oh, you yeah. didn't feel alone, and every and then all of a sudden, you didn't feel alone, and everybody was talking to each other, and then all of a sudden, we just all started friending each other on Facebook. Do you and remember just, you know, the remixes that he used to do? Just started forming, you know what I mean? And that's why the scene started, and it's because of that shit. It's because we were all like you know nebulously going to the same facebook groups because we like the same stuff but we didn't know everybody liked the same stuff the music we were making right. sounded similar even if it was different the energies felt the same and then dennis did pretty well and we all knew dennis because he was one of the other people getting posted in there too and then he got pretty popular and everyone felt a little bit more comfortable reaching out to each other when that happened and that's why there's a vaporwave scene it was called vaporwave yet but it was mm -hmm. the same people Wait. who were there then were are there are here now guys so what else Alex from Pacific Plaza knows Bewilderbeast. He says he tour managed the post rock band he was in back in 2018. Pacific Plaza. Alex. What? He knows Bewilderbeast. That's crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah, you gotta tell us what he's like. I imagine he's cool as fuck. Greatest artist to ever come from this scene. Ever. He's a fabulous, so fucking talented. He's still ahead of his time, is the problem. Oh, wait. No, he says he knows somebody else. LMAO. I misinterpreted what he said. <laughs> That's all right. Well, I mean, Bewilderbeast. It would be still cool if you did time. know Bewilderbeast. It's going to be like another ten years before we people start appreciating that him, you know. But I'm sure Reaper Flight is cool. He too. was like the he was like the first person on airlines records after uh, surfing, right? He was like the mm -hmm. first one. And I remember when I put out my EP on Bandcamp, and um, I got got approached by uh, Penny from Surfing to put out something on Airlines back in like 2011, and he's like, you gotta check out our label, we only have like two people on it right now, but why don't you see what you think of them, and like, it was Surfing and Bewilderbeast, and I was like, oh, oh my god, I'm so lucky, oh, I can't <laughs> believe I get to release music with these brilliant artists, right. and I was just like, you know, I already knew they were brilliant, I already knew Surfing was brilliant before they were popular, they're like, we did pretty well, we sold like 25 cassettes <laughs> over, like, that was like good. That was like a good job back in the, back then. Like if you like moved twenty five cassettes. I'll also say the reason that people started joining up together was because this is like two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, and everyone saw what happened with MySpace and saw how big indie labels picked up people that kind of sounded similar to us or people that influenced us at least. Like these big indie labels picked them up. Oh yeah. And so good like point. in two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, every single one of us sent out demos to those labels and just like in the 1980s with punk 
those major labels, those major indie labels were like, yeah, we already have this. <laughs> like, we've already right. got this covered. We have our one we, token artist. We already have, like, two artists we're, that sound like you. We're not going to no sign vacancy. anybody else. We, we have this covered. So, like, it was over in the same way that, like, you know, Black Flag was going to get, get signed the same way the Ramones got signed, right? That wasn't going to happen. You know, Dead Kennedys weren't going to be signed, right? So what happened? You know, the American hardcore scene, you know, forms, right? And it's just, like, production of DIY vinyl, production of, you know, venue spaces, networking for touring, bands knowing each other, even though they live in very different areas, bad brains, you know, fucking knows who Black Flag is, right? Mm -hmm. So anyhow, it's just a, a very similar thing with Vaporwave compared to Chill Wave. You know, Chill Wave is like the first wave of punk rock, you know, and those guys get signed to the big labels. And then Vaporwave is more like the scene that follows where everybody has to create their own thing. Hey, and, uh, Pacific, uh, done pretty good Pacific so Plaza wants you to name names. Any name specific names? labels? Who am I supposed to name? The labels that rejected you. Oh, uh, Mexican you Summer, uh, Jack Jaguar, oh, Hippos damn. in the Tanks. All three of those I know remember offhand. Like, you know, that I thought like, well, you know, Doldrums is on. Uh, they did like they were signing Doldrums, you know, or like, or uh, I or, remember like, Doldrums. Signed, like, Teen Girl Fantasy is on. Um, I can't remember what it was like on like. Dude, Jack Logan Takahashi ended up on Ghostly International actually. Years well, later, Logan Takahashi, half of Teen Girl Fantasy, ended up on Ghostly International. Oh so, wow, Ghostly yeah. International. So, um, so Ghostly International is actually, um, I mean, that's um, you, you know, when when Ryan was um, you know, going between uh, you know, uh, when he was going to go sign to his first major label after he got on Pitchfork with um, with uh, Gin City, you know, Ghostly was actually the first record label that Ryan talked to. Nice and. Um, what he happened? told me that uh, the problem that he was really excited to go see, uh, you know, to talk to the guys at Ghostly, but they really wanted him to do more stuff that sounded like that Gin City EP, and that they wanted him to do that. And Ryan was like, I don't want to make pop music like Prefab Sprout. And, like they're like, No, nah, we want you to do like do this trappy stuff. And um, and he was really upset for a minute after that. But then obviously everything fucking worked out, right? Oh yeah. But they're yeah, lost. You know, Ghost it was totally their loss, but I, you know, they wanted, and it makes sense. I mean, I could see that that label would want you to go more in that direction. Fair enough, but yeah, it makes sense, yeah. I guess. Ghostly's a fucking awesome label. I I love Ghostly. Like Honestly, before Chillwave, I was super into Shoegaze and we Ghostly all were International. Super into shoegaze before uh, Vaporwave. Oh yeah. The same thing with uh, FM Skyline. Like, <laughs> it's the same deal. We're like, we all went to edge because we were so like tired of like the indie rock being so overproduced. Then mm. we're like, what am I gonna do? Like, we I gotta like, get some more textures in here. Do you remember when FM Skyline mentioned that when he was listening to early Vaporwave, he thought that it was all original material? Do you remember that interview? I'm sorry, say it again. Nice. Do you remember that, that interview? Um, FM Skyline said that when he first listened to Vaporwave, he thought it was all original compositions. A lot of people do. And that's the first time they hear what it. inspired him to make what he's now making, which is super lush and beautiful and lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God, no. Um, man, I just let's talk about Pete for a moment. I love me some Pete. What a beautiful human being that right. guy is. He's skilled, uh, man. He's so fun. I remember when. Uh, so when. So there's like a thing on the 100% Electronica channel where like we're getting interviewed. It's like me and Satin Sheets and Pete all getting interviewed by Aaron Shadro. You know, with like a like a quiz show sort of thing. Uh, that's like, what I'm talking uh, about. So that was at like surfing. Uh, surfing. Y'all guys were hanging out at like a really pool. Yeah, well, they were serving with saying this really nice, like, hotel in Brooklyn, and um, they asked me, you know, they, they called me to come over and hang out, and I remember I was on my way over, and, like, you know, they all, you know the, you know, um, Penny's like, 
oh yeah chris is coming by and they're like and like fm scans like oh who's chris he's like oh you don't know dr chris skeleton lipsticks this is a terrible australian accent Tell her, skeleton lipstick he's the coolest and then and fm scans like this guy's a doctor i don't know is he gonna be stuck up or uptight like i think he was oh, like really funny. like concerned about what i'd be like in person and then like we had great time hung out the whole day and then like we went to go see um 18 carat and surfing play the night before Electronicon at uh, Baby's All Right in Brooklyn. And uh, Pete had had a few drinks, right? And surfing was playing, so I was actually watching the merch table. And like, Pete like ambles over to me and he's like a little drunk. He's like, oh my man, he's like, well, I heard you were a doctor. I thought you were gonna be like, oh. he does this like, ah. and then he's like, you're like the chillest man. And I'm like, you're the chillest. Oh man. What a good dude. He's great. Reminds me and, of the um, time that you met uh, Justin Pearson. And he had a lot of Justin nice things Pearson. to say, too. He was a really nice guy as well. I'm still um, jealous. No, no, he was great as well. Um, he, I told him that I actually played uh, uh, Headwound City in the OR, like, and he was like Unreal. so honored by that. Nice guy. That's unbelievable. But anyway. Anyway, let's talk about something right now, okay? And something I think that is very important that we talk about right now, and that is that I've seen a lot of Twitter things lately about, um, you know, the state of Vaporwave and particularly the role of Echo Jams lately in Vaporwave. And I had I'd seen, like, Epson, uh, you know, mention that, you know, a lot of the albums that were of the top 20 last year were experimental synth compositions and wasn't as much of the sample-based Vaporwave. And I'd like to say right now that the sample-based Vaporwave is so fucking important. The Echo Jams are so fucking important, right? They're so important. And I was talking about this earlier, about the insertion Agreed. of memory, right? That concept about memory and what these things do by creating creating fake memories for you, right? You know? And mm -hmm. the thing about the Echo Jams is it's often the most powerful form of Vaporwave in the entire subgenres. It's so powerful. And it's always like that always the sometimes the most deceptively simple things are the most powerful things you know what i mean yeah. like fucking klein's you know blue right you know like the paintings that klein did of like the color blue over and over again right that's some of the most powerful art i've ever seen in my life or even some of the greatest punk rock has always been some of the simplest punk rock I mean, the greatest rock and roll is often the simplest rock and roll and in my opinion some of the greatest vaporwave that ever gets made is the sample based echo jams and the simplest versions of them most of the time too in my opinion can be the most absolute powerful and i would just really like to say that that's so important that can never ever ever be lost in the genre if it is lost the genre is lost i'm not saying that it is the only form of music in the genre but if you lose that and if you start you know feeling bad making people who do that feel bad or unincluded you're a fucking asshole and you don't get the fucking scene maybe you shouldn't even fucking be here because that sort of shit that is the democratization of music right there absolutely that is you can join Putting music up. back in the hands of the working class absolutely and, and you know what and 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 uh you know and one of tricks point never said this in his interview about the echo jams because he's obviously the inventor of them is that the way it works is that you know the artist takes the song the artist picks a portion of the song reverberates it morphs it changes it how the artist changes it and the portion of the song that he takes to do that says something about the artist and that's very important and we you know and it also it's the sort of thing that you can get involved right away in the scene absolutely you, in the same way that with punk rock you could get involved right away because you buy a cheap guitar and play three chords you can get involved right away by buying it by downloading a daw getting a song and fucking with it 
all right? And now you're involved. Now you're a fucking artist. And that's empowering shit, okay? And the reason Vaporwave remains strong is because it empowers people. And that should never be forgotten. This isn't a fucking click. This isn't a separation of everybody. Vaporwave is the melding. Vaporwave is literally fluidity, okay? So the people who would like to wall it off, the people who would like to define it, you go fuck yourselves because you don't get it. And you never get it. And that's exactly what this was always meant to be. Absolutely. Sheepy brought up something really important. Sheepy says, remember to take your visualists seriously. Yes, take your visualists seriously. Super important. Everybody is important. I mean, all the different facets of Vaporwave are important. And that's the great thing about Vaporwave. It's actually like the visualists, they really, we, we credit them. They're known just almost as much as the artists are. I, mean, I love I, that. We talk to them on Twitter. They post on Twitter just as much as we do. The visual artists, you know, the visualists, the, the moving visuals, and mm-hmm. the, the still photos, you know. And once again, thank you to Sego and thank you to Bifont. Oh yeah, these wonderful art we have. Sega, who obviously did the the um, the uh, uh, little eight bit guys that roll in every once in a while, and Sega, and um, and B, who did the uh, the the portrait of us in the back, right? So let's fucking give credit to all these people, and let's give credit to right the people like Indie right here, who put together those live streams and those discords, because it gives us a place to post thoughts, it gives us a place to promote, it gives us a place to know each other better, right? And uh, to break down that wall between everybody. Right. It's amazing to feel so close to somebody who's maybe in fucking England or you know, or New right. Zealand. Rest in peace, all the That's people amazing. in Great Britain That's that can't tune in right now. Huh? Rest in peace, oh, all the people yeah. in Great Britain that can't tune in right now. Rest in peace, all the people. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's all right. Maybe on the replay. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe on the replay. So um, I have a question for Indy, if that's OK. Yeah, I it's, a, it's kind of a heavy one. Indy, what do you think is the biggest problem with music right now? music yeah in general in general or or in a microcosm what's the biggest problem i don't know if there really are many problems um i think maybe uh there's problems stemming from the fact that we're in a transitionary phase the ramifications of people wanting something at the moment they desire it like give it to me right now that instant you know um people started pirating stuff they stopped watching cable tv uh all these corporations started to catch on eventually that's why we love that classic 2010 era youtube poops and all that stuff right man i miss that now it's yeah man um but it's like commodified now and we're sort of back to you know, cable TV, but you have to buy a bunch of different providers now. So people are getting back into torrenting and whatnot. So I think there's something to be said about music in that regard too. You know, YouTube music now, the old Google Play music, mm-hmm. Spotify, and it's really changed like how people make money. You know, no one's giving physical CDs to to to, to uh, p- people that go to like shows radio like radio DJs and shit. At the end of the concert, you wait outside for all the kids to leave the venue, and you're like, "Yo, you're handing all your CDs. You got your discman, right? You know, check it out. Listen right now. You know, you, you're actually meeting people that way." I think Spotify is sort of removing some of that and changing it. And like I said, we're in a transitionary period, so I don't know if like everyone really has their thumb on the pulse of what's exactly going on, and we're kind of just like riding it out and seeing where it takes us. So I would call call that a problem, maybe, yeah. It's a good answer. Yeah. I just, yeah, I had to ask. I don't, 
I don't do flyers for terminally chill anymore. You know, when really? I, when it, no, Ronnie did flyers anymore. I, you know, everybody used to do, you know, you used to grab these flyers and you used to put them at coffee shops or we like them hang out bar, after a show. Right? So for different club nights. And, um, I honestly, like the way I used to do it was I used to print them at work and just like cut them at work after I was done cases and um no shit <laughs> but honestly i i do my promotion i you know i do my promotion online for terminally chill i nice. basically create a facebook ad i do something on instagram and i promote it and when i do the promotion on the facebook ads what i do is i'll target philadelphia but i'll target certain neighborhoods around philadelphia like i'll click on several different neighborhoods that are close to philadelphia and give it like a 25 mile radius oh wow you do paid promotion what you do paid promotion what? i pay i pay for my promotion for terminally chill but like as in i when i say pay for it i mean i pay like 40 dollars to for facebook to right. do a sponsored ad to do it you for know? you yeah gotcha yeah i'm diy as fuck man i don't hell have yeah, man. anything for no, me i, I had to ask because i can't do it and i don't release albums either because that's too hard god bless record labels i don't know man <laughs> what the that's fuck? funny i don't know how you guys run record labels that's so hard i like one day one time was like i got some extra skeleton lipstick you know fucking tapes maybe you know who wants them i got five and like right. i got responses and i was like i have to mail all these this is so hard Dude. it's hard i'm like you guys fulfill orders every month like and there's so many people that don't do it very well so you got to respect the ones that do like pacific plaza or like villain business casual business casual uh, 100p company, yeah anyone lunch, that's actually meeting all their all these orders guys, i mean i know it's hard right now shipping overseas job. but yeah mm -hmm. um but yeah, computing so i was saying though i don't actually you know you're talking about the physical i don't hand out physical i mean flyers tiger anymore. blood and the way saying. i do the promotion is that i target the little at the target the cities 25 mile radius i do that in new jersey and pennsylvania and like that's how we get it that's how we get people to and people come and people respond to it oh shit and they someone in the chat literally found out about t-chill team surface tension because of your sponsored ads holy shit that's cool there as shit. well there you yeah, go man, i mean works. you know it's gonna and you know it reaches the right people the people who don't care and the, the great thing is like this is a very specific thing you get the symbolism, you get the words, like you get the icon iconography and, and, the, and the language, or you don't. It's like, it's perfect because it's just like, I'm throwing out a net and I'm not trying, and I'm and that net is supposed to hit certain people, right? The net's gonna go over a lot of people. Most people are like, what the fuck's this net? Throw it off. But someone right. will see that ad in a, in a small town and they didn't know this happened and they'll feel less alone. And now they have a place where they can come out. You know, the thing about Terminally Chill is like, for a lot of people, this is the first time they've ever walked into a club, you know? Oh, you're not wrong. They've ever been in, this is the first time they've ever been to a dance club. Like, it's just so funny because, like, a lot of it, <laughs> I don't know exactly how much some of the DJ community likes me in Philadelphia because I don't really <laughs> play any of the games, like, and I don't really care about their crowd. I'm not looking for their crowd. I'm not interested in it. And, like, the people who come to my parties, they, they pretty much, like, mostly only come to Terminally Chill, you know? <laughs> like, and it's because they saw these ads. You know what I mean? And they put it out there, and now people have a place to go where they can meet people like them, where they can hear the things mm -hmm. that they want to hear and be out there in the world, in, in the vibrant world. Until quarantine You know, there's happened, a lot of people who there's a lot of people who have been heavily inspired by Terminally Chill. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm happy yeah. to hear that. I know I've heard that a few times, and that's that's really that means so much to me. Yeah, and you and Ronnie so and um, Alex, Pacific yeah. Plaza, Alex and Reese down at Picari are kind of setting yeah. the. I mean, and of course, George with 100P, but but you guys are kind of setting the, uh, writing the playbook, sort of, 
line by line in real time. And people are watching. A little bit, right? You it's know, crazy. Of course, the it, pandemic it, it, put a stop to that, but. Yeah, but it's yeah. true. Like, we are, you know, this is like just trying to figure it out one step at a time. And, you know, I'm the sort of person who likes to train and practice before they do anything themselves, anything that's right. specifically their own brand. So, like, I obviously had been a DJ for about, for, you know, a little bit before this. And I specifically became a DJ so I could eventually do Terminally Chill, you know? And you, you can't really start, you can't really start with, you know, approach a club owner and be like, so, Vaporwave. And they're going to be like, ah, don't know what that means. I was <laughs> like, going to ask any. So, you know, I had to, I did some other nights, obviously. I've talked about this in plenty of other podcasts or whatever, but, uh, you know. And then eventually was able, you know, I learned DJ, I learned crowd control, I learned how to promote, and then eventually I was ready. I was like, you know, I, I, you know, I, 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 you know, I networked a lot. Like I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of this and that. You are very good at this. And uh, you know, launched T-Chill and like I'll say what's that? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. Indy, you throw IRL shows too, right? That's right, metal shows. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Wait, is this true? Yeah, metal show. I, I run a very large metal community in Toronto. Um, some of the best guitarists and drummers in the world are in this group. Very, very talented people. Ooh. It's like a prog metal, but not the. There's like two kinds of prog metal. There's the old and the new. It's mostly the new, but it's oh, a yeah. good mix. Andy has a vibrant uh, life outside of the vapor sphere. I had I'm no idea. I'm thinking about doing a live show for those guys. Actually, I feel so bad. All the instrumental musicians yeah. they're, they're just practicing at home like they're not doing shows right so yeah create an opportunity for them to actually record there's a lot of extra like, shit and, that goes on know. with that all the miking and all the mixing oh, yeah, stuff yeah. with live it's, it's, analog it's, instrumentation I've been on it for a while dude yeah. wow this stuff must I, be a cakewalk I, compared to what you have to put up with <laughs> man i can't believe i didn't know this i i love that about vapor that and that's very vapor seriously wave. dude you know what like and that's like man every you all of you guys and everybody in the chat you all have like some it's not even a quirk it's just like a what like you know like who's gonna think about it's who's true. gonna know about oh, the way damn. isaac was brought up right who's gonna right. know about who's gonna that who's gonna believe Indy, this huge figure in the progressive metal scene in uh, in canada in toronto right who's gonna believe my fucking day job you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy, man. And, like, that's mm-hmm. the thing about everybody yeah. person in Vaporwave is it's just so strange. This, like, undercurrent that pulls us to it. And, you know, we're not anywhere near it. We're not predictable people. That's the thing. And it's mm-hmm. not. And that's why it's amazing. Vaporwave fans are such are not predictable people. Vaporwave fans are usually the person you meet. And you're like, I've never met anyone like that in my fucking life. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I never, like, you don't seem like, you're not like we anybody the, uh, I've ever met before. And that so. goes for everybody talking right now, everybody in the chat, everybody that we're friends with. Think about it. I was going to say this. We actually have, have some questions in the chat for Indy. They don't even know a little bit about, and now you know more about their life, and you're like, you can see that coming. Like, if you met that person in real life, you'd be like, what? Why? What? Like, if you were just some normal person that met them, you'd be like, this person is so unique and different. And what, what do you, and that's why the genre is like that. It's just, it's a genre built mm-hmm. by extremely unique people that have excellent taste in music. Well, Somebody wants to know, sh- by the way, I don't know why who people are favorite metal band the genre is still is. around after 10 years. <laughs> like, of course it was. Look at the people involved in it. Yeah. All right. Uh, my favorite metal band. Ooh, that is. They also want to know what you think about new metal. So keep that question in your, your oh, brain, too. Yeah, I want to know what you think about that, too. Um, 
is would you call like nay aviscaris new metal chat help yeah. us out silently googles <laughs> how do you spell about... that <laughs> n-e space o-b obviscaris oh, so um, let's see my, what my, Wikipedia my experience my the metal my that all, i all i gravitate toward so i don't know terrible much about metal uh i do know a little bit but what i mostly know about a little bit are some of the bands that are maybe like air towards like the artier or experimental side like i'm a big fan of the body for instance mm. like, that's a band i like a lot like the body and obviously like as a teenager i grew up on converge and um and all their side projects so i don't really know probably about i'm not i don't not sure what do you think of those bands <laughs> like i, I don't know converge. what you listen to converge was ahead of the game for so long okay yeah um a lot of respect the empty sky was my like one of my favorite albums when i was like 15. Yeah, Can oh, you nice. please tell me what extreme metal is? Because Wikipedia says oh, nay obviscaris. That's like when you have like a guitar. Extreme metal. Like, no, no, it's okay, Isaac. That's like when you have a guitar, but you're also like surfing at the same time, and then like you know, <laughs> oh, kind of like skate. what Giraffage is doing right now for his DJ set. Yeah, it's sort of like gotcha. like extreme metal is sort of like the rocket power of metal. Is he being serious? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so like the more. instrumentation is quite in your face. Um, but I, I, my favorite like metal band, I, there's so many different types of metal, right? But if I had to pick one set of albums by one band, it would probably be Thursday's early albums. Ooh, okay. Wait, Thursday is metal? Their early stuff, I would say. I it's thought like, like, like hardcore. Like, like what they called in a car crash and that sort of stuff? Understanding a car crash, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I didn't think they were metal. I thought that was like, you what know, I thought that was like, like, post, like fucking post like hardcore. Punk. Yeah, like post-hardcore punk stuff, you know. Like, I call I that saw, metal. You know, it was like I saw Thursday. I, thought, I saw Thursday play of hardcore bands. Like Thursday would play of, like the Hope Conspiracy, and I'd go see them at the Kill Time. I'm gonna grab yeah. a drink real quick. I didn't like. I was I was really big into hardcore music, um, but I didn't know that. Okay, so Thursday. All right, I I know Thursday quite well. Yeah, That's the awesome. dust, of course. Uh, yeah, the dove. Yeah, the logo, the dove, of course, man. Yeah. All right, so Everybody I'm not that far removed from what you listen to, probably. Thursday. That okay. Say again. What's that? I'm not I just said full removing. collapse. Oh, full collapse. That's yeah. All right. I'm not. I'm not too unfamiliar with maybe some of the stuff you listen to. Then I thought like, you know, because you never know with people. Sometimes there's like this really like very like metal, especially gets like really into like specific stuff, and it becomes almost yeah. like a sort of things contest about like who's playing the guitar. <laughs> and like I wasn't sure like what kind of metal we were getting into here, but now. I feel good again. Extreme like metal. Where we are again. I feel I like love, I got my roadmap now. If you said Thursday, I love BT Bam. Who? Um, protest the BT Bam between the bird and me. They're like BT Bam. Okay. Most talented metal band ever. They're called There's between no the better bird band. and me. Between the buried. buried. Oh, the between the buried, buried and me. Oh, oh yeah. Of course I know between the buried and me. Oh yeah. man, I do know what you're Not talking about. I Wait a minute. So bad Am me. I the only person that pronounces it buried? Buried. It's probably buried. buried I think. But it's Wait, buried. buried. All right. I have a question. How do you guys say water? Not like that. What did, I say water. Water. Is this wrong? Is this a new? Because I'm from New Jersey originally, and and I do it wrong. I think. New Jersey. And I wish John or Pat was here. Oh, Christ, that is when I say John because I bet they do the same thing that I do. Joji as well. He's a Jersey guy originally. Well, how do you pronounce it? Water, right? Water. Yeah. Water. Yeah, water. Like W O O T E R. Water. 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 I feel like a weird wow, like, impression of the Pink Panther, like Steve Martin the Pink Panther when I say it like water. that. Anyway, um, what, what, water. Can you say yeah, it like Yeah, Jez me? is missing this. He says, 
Water. Water. Water? Bottle of water. <laughs> well, that's definitely water. not how British people talk. Hey, let's talk about British people for a minute. That's interesting, <laughs> right? So, you know what's really funny about British people and all my British friends? They all sound different. Like, I swear to God. Hey, do you remember that story you told me about Tom from Topaz Gang being able to do all the accents? That's me who told you that. It <laughs> is. That's what I just said. <laughs> oh, I think you said Yeah. yeah. So, like, all right. A few of them at this point, right in person, and like, man, I just that country's like the size of Texas. Like, everybody speaks different, and so like, when I talk to Strawberry Station, it's like, oh, how you do, right, Dr. Chris? How you doing, right? And then I talk to like, you know, my pet flamingo. Like I talk to those guys, like Donor Lens and my pet flamingo, and like, you know, they're like, oh, skeleton lipstick, what's going on, mate? And then I talk to Tom from Topaz Guys, like, oh, skeleton lipstick, what's up, mate? And, like, he's just, like, they all have these different, and I did a horrible job at every single one of their dialects slash inflections. But my point is that, man, I just, it's always so fun because, like, I just expect them it's all to talk like Harry Potter, but no, they all have different voices. Yeah, Tom, that's the North Topaz gang. You're right. So what he is in Northern uh, Britain, so he can yeah. do like the accent. Oh, he's got the Scouser accent. accent sort of stuff. Was that? He's got the Scouser accent. Scouser. That's what it is, right? So he can really like he doesn't hey, do it himself. I'm Tom. But Tom, Tom from Topaz gang. He he talks pretty normal himself. Him and his wife. Him and his wife Charlie is is wonderful. His wife Charlie. She talks like this. Oh, I'll get your knickers in a basket. Like she does that shit. Like like she does like she does that. I know she's doing it on Amazing. purpose, but like she's adorable. Like she's like five foot yeah, nothing, yeah. and she has these short hair, and she's like, John, where are you? And it's just adorable. <laughs> they seem but so Tom, happy. Yeah, but Tom can do the Scouser accent, right? Yeah. So like Tom did an impression of this. Like he came to visit New York, and I, I and when he was here in New York, I came to visit him. And when Tom, uh, what does like Tom from Topaz Gang does the Scouser impression? He's like, it sounds like this. Oh, what, oh, God, oh, 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 God. And I'm like, what did you say? He's like, I want to get a bottle of water. And I'm like, what? Like, oh, God, oh, God. And I'm like, what? And he's like, and when they want to get drunk, they say they want to get mortal. I want oh, to get dude, the mortally words? drunk. They're so like, like good, nicknames for everything. You should all start me. including that into your slang, mortal. So if you want to get really fucked up, you say mortal. I'm gonna get mortally drunk. <laughs> You get Dude, there's this guy. Um, there's this guy. Uh, he's Australian. He's a uh, CompuServe, and he was telling us about this oh. game they play in Australia called Goon of Fortune. <laughs> and what they do is Wait, they take it called? these. It's called Goon of Fortune, and they take Goon these. Goon of Fortune. Yes, like the Goonies. They take these bags oh. of cheap, shitty wine, and it's called a Goon Sack. And they put it on these like rotating clotheslines that they have in, I guess, every backyard in Australia. And they just like open them up and let the wine run out. And people just stand there and let it fall in their mouth. It's called Goon of Fortune, the Goon Sack. Man, that's so fun. Sounds wild. And that's over in Australia. Nathan got it on the Hills Hoist Rotary Line. <laughs> oh, Goon Sack does it. sound like a dangerous thing to say in mixed company. Wow, that's really fascinating <laughs> stuff. I had no idea about all that. So um, cool, you know, man. Indy, is there anything, anything that you guys do up in, uh, up on, up in the, you know, up in the, the Canada, that is uh, something that we, you would do here, and like Americans have no clue what you're talking about, what that phrase means, or what that thing you're doing is, or like why that is. You know, is there something that's like really like you, that you like seems pretty normal that you know Americans would be like, I have no, they'll have no idea what this means. Um. <laughs> Being from like Toronto and city like Toronto ish, Toronto, Toronto. Um, like not not really. It's it's pretty similar up here actually. 
Like maybe to, one thing uh, you guys do different is like be nice to people, I guess. But I guess that really doesn't count. You know, <laughs> we're not actually that nice. Really? We just don't say. Yeah, they have police brutality too, bro. Oh. We're just oh, quiet. Oh, that's your trick. I see. Yeah. I see. And it's not great. It's not like, great. Trick. No one talks to each other. You know, it's. There's oh, nothing. There's not like an thing. Thing. giving away secrets. Something that's odd you. that you don't really see in the states, or you think people in the states might think is weird. There's nothing. Oh, I, yeah, just I got one. He's cheap nips over cheese its Oh, motherfucker! Cheese We're gonna go there. Huh? We're going to meme territory. Where'd you go? Why is there? Uh, oh, there he's back again. Oh, I, I, I was. I, I was saying he's revealing trade secrets, so we have to. Oh, him. that was really funny. You did that on purpose. Uh, sorry. Wow, I Isaac, really getting the hang of this. You're a real <laughs> Twitch guy now, huh? Oh Look man, I've been learning also, from the best. Let's. I'm gonna say thank you to Isaac for you know. Did you just you scribble scrabbled him again? I see how it works. Okay. Yeah, sorry. So <laughs> thank you to Isaac for actually like running this stream and putting up everything and doing all this stuff. Because like when Isaac wanted to do this, he's like, Dr. Chris. We got to do this thing where we talk to people and we ramble on about music. And I said, that's great. You're in charge. I'm the sidekick because I got a lot of fucking shit to do. And <laughs> I can't. I can't be responsible for this one, too. And he's done a great job. Thank you, Isaac, for creating this. You're too kind. Um, hey, is there any question? Go ahead. I'm sorry. At Who's some saying? point, we have to talk about the Mars Volta because everyone in chat has been talking about. What the do Mars we want to know about the Mars Volta? Does, does oh, Indy, wow. do you have an I've opinion the about the Mars before. Volta? Really? Okay, okay. I, I saw them live. I just want to yeah, oh, yeah. hear y'all's opinions or experiences because they have been talking about the Mars Volta for like 20 minutes. Now I'm <laughs> lost. Oh, that song um, slaps. I, I think I'm they were lost. incredibly influential uh, ahead of their time for sure. And one of the best singers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hands down. That song, I mean, kicks, I the one he was singing. I in the same category as like Muse, early Muse, you know? Just. just I never listened uh, to I mean, you like prog, prog metal, so I'm sure the Mars Volta is. In yeah something it's, it's like a, you know required reading yeah i um <laughs> i i actually so for me my experience with the mars volta is that i was a huge at the drive-in fan growing up oh, love I, it. I, oh I dude saw did, at, did you know that lee from hawaii 94 and surfing is also a huge um yes. at the drive-in fan that seems yeah. about right sorry to cut you off yeah I'll, no, he's, he's Australian not, too, I, right? I, I, honestly, it's always good to cut Dr. Chris off once in a while because he has a tendency <laughs> to yammer, yammer. So please go ahead anytime you want. Bye, I don't me. fucking care. I deserve it if you cut me off. The point is that um, I was a big fan about the drive-in growing up, and I've actually seen them. I saw them live with the Get Up Kids before, and um, and, and some other bands. Oh, back the Goonsack himself is here. What? Who's here? The Goonsack himself just followed us. You got to thank him. Oh, thank you, CompuServe. Is that who we're talking about right now? Well, it's uh. <clears throat> EXE to all these beautiful talented girl, thank you for the, the follow. In the chat right now, you're all so fucking talented and beautiful. You do such good work. Keep doing the good if work. If you're not I'm following, yeah. Data girl is easily oh, one of the best visualists in the entire scene. I've seen uh, at the drive-in before. I was a big fan of at the drive-in uh, growing up. So uh, you know, I had purchased like in Casino Out and Via, and obviously their big album, right? You know. So like I had been big fan of them for a while, and I was like heartbroken when they broke up. I'd seen them live twice before, and I was heartbroken when they broke up. And man, they were just now, that was a band you wanted to see live. That's a band, and I saw them at the reunion show when they played Riot Fest in like 2017 or whatever, and like it was good. They had a but new album too, then. They do album too, then. That's right, and it was good, but nothing's like seeing a band when they're in their prime 
And, you know, nothing is like it's the same. Even when they reform, like, nothing's like seen at the drive-in in the 90s, man. Like, that's fucking crazy. Damn, I'm jealous. That was amazing. And in, a, in fucking basement, like, not basements exactly, but, well, yeah, actually basements. Like, the First Unitarian Church was the place where they do shows at in Philly, and it's like a very big basement under a church, right? And, like, that's where they do shows, and they saw them there with... Uh, Unitarians are badass. That was pretty fucking awesome. They also played the Jazz Gene, I think, at that show. Oh, Anyhow, wow. the point is that... Um, I was very heartbroken when they broke up, and then like by like when I was like you know like then like you know a little, couple years later, I like was like so excited that two bands that were going to be formed, one was Sparta and one was the Mars Volta, yeah. and like each one had different members of the of uh, of uh, of at the drive-in. One like Sparta had three members, and like Mars Volta had two members, right? And so like Sparta came out first, and I remember being like. Okay, that's all right. And in my head, being like, "This is just a warm up for when Mars Volta releases their album." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, like I was like, "Sparta's yeah. pretty good," but we all know You're absolutely who right. the members of At the Drive In were waiting they were the for. More to do. Like, sibling. you three are great. You're very talented, but like, we all know we're waiting for these two guys' album to come out. And then it did, and like, yeah, like D Last in the Comatorium, D Last in the Comatorium, right? That's what it was called. D Last in the Comatorium came out, and that was like pretty like. That was like a that was like a lightning bolt. That album. Yeah, that album was yeah. fucking crazy. That one in Francis the Mute. Big Mars Volta fan. That mm. that album was a lightning bolt when it came out in like uh, 2003 or four, I think. And uh, God, of course, great, great stuff. You're gonna need to what expound to upon the uh, Unitarian Church in Philly because people are going crazy about that, saying that it is a wild venue. Somebody saw Perturbator oh, wow. and Ghost there. That's awesome. I would love so, to see Perturbator. Yeah, I've seen Joe. Oh, I, I was at that. Who said who, who saw Perturbator? Uh, Perturbator. I was at that show. Tension, the person that found Terminally Chill. Oh, it was a the, Team um, Service Tension. Hey, yeah. Team Service Tension. I was at that show, too. That was fucking fabulous. Um, that, was, that wasn't in the wow. basement. They actually did that show in the steeple. Like they That's rarely amazing. do shows in the steeple, the first. so you could you would sit in the uh, in the in this you know the what are they called the 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 pews and like Perturbator came out with this huge fucking like light show and it was phenomenal. I didn't even know. I want to see him all so the bad. shit that happened at that Perturbator show, that Perturbator show, and Goss played before them and like I remember Goss playing and like loving all the instrumental stuff that Goss does and then like. All of a sudden, like 20 minutes in, it's like, it's time for the vocal stuff. And everyone's like, no, don't sing. We don't want to hear the vocal stuff. Like, we want to hear the regular stuff. Oh, did he do the thing where he goes like this and he, like, puts his hand on his skull and all that? Wendy came with me to that one and, like, whoa, we were just, like, blown away. We, like, before we went, like, got really... We're all friends in the chat, right? You're not guys that aren't going to get me in trouble, right? I think Dan you know? Mason okay. said yeah, this. We all got really, go because I'm a doctor. Like, we all got, like, really, me and Wendy got, like, you know, like this before we went to see Perturbator, and, like, that was fantastic. However, like, I'm going to say that when we went to go see um, George and uh, Surfing and and, uh, and Aaron and them come do their tour and play for that, like, like we, like me and Molly, uh, me, me and, uh, me and uh, <laughs> Wendy were, were rolling pretty hard when that went to go That's see That's a hell of a George, Freudian like, slip there, know, brother. Sorry. So I anyway, took my. This is probably. I hope he's not tuned in, but I took my brother to go see Carpenter Brute, uh, Dance with the Dead, and um, Vogel. My friend Robert Vogel opened for them, and he decided to roll at that show, and he had to dip about halfway through because apparently, like, either the Molly was bad or that was just not the right show to be rolling at. Mm. Thankfully, I was just drunk, so I definitely stuck it. Stuck it out. Nice. Hell of a show. If you guys haven't seen Carpenter Brute, Indy, do you fuck with that kind of stuff? I mean, yeah. you go like uh, metal. Stuff, like, 
you suck with Carpenter Brute at least? You at least fuck with Carpenter Brute, right? I appreciate it. I, I probably wouldn't put it on though. It's too dark. I'm not into dark synth. Okay. You're not into dark stuff? stuff? Much. I, I understand. What about like Dark Vaporwave? You like Chinese hackers? Yeah, a little bit. Not well. Hot take. Hot take, motherfucker. Damn. Are you are you even a uh, what are you call kidding? That I shit? Hard vapor fan. Oh, I love that. I love the skeleton albums too. What's the one skeleton album where it's like the, he's like you know, like sitting in that weird 3D background? Like that <clears> album is like my one of my all time favorite albums. I love that. That's shit. an early one. Really. And the one with the like super blurry pyramid with like the flame or whatever. Yeah, fucking brilliant, man. That was like one of the things that I was just like, oof. oof. You want to talk about Echo Jams? Someone created a world. Yeah, yeah someone created a world with this. And it's like, it was like, I saw skeleton. some one person describe that one skeleton lipstick album, skeleton lipstick, skeleton album, as like being in like an elevator that's on its way down to hell. And this is the music that's Holy playing. Holy shit. And I was like, ah, I love that fucking description. Wow. Bro. I love it. I love Vaporwave. It's so fun to create Did worlds. you know that Hong Kong Express tried his hand at uh, uh, Dark Synth? with one of the Mike Tenay albums. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. How was that? One of the Mike Tenay albums was low-key a dark synth album. I'm going to have to just link you to it and see what you think. I would I mean, love to listen to that. I wasn't crazy I about it, but it wasn't terrible. What's what? I wasn't crazy about it, but it wasn't terrible. I mean, I would just... totally check it out. I, I didn't even know about yeah, it. Yeah, when like, you think I mean, Mike Tenay, you, you think... Know? I mean, you can't... It's impossible to know about HK, all his projects. Aliases, That's right? That's yeah. possible thing. Like, you'll never... That's and I think that's an artistic choice on his part. Like you're supposed HK to be able is to Mike and, all is Mike today, right? Am I am I wrong? I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. What? Okay. I'm pretty. So Mist is saying is HK Mike today. I'm pretty sure he is. Let me look up Discogs real quick. I, man, that's Im he, it's impossible to ever know all the aliases. I'm like 99% sure. I have an infographic we can check. You have an infographic? Oh my motherfucking god! Yeah. Big Joe Raccoon, there's, there's ADOB, Air yeah, Japan. Black Banshee, of course. Oh yeah. Next topic. Not gonna say. Next not gonna topic. lie. I, okay, hot hot take. I listened to that Black Banshee album. Yep. I thought it was fucking pretty. He's good. Mike Tenay. All know, right. You know, I thought it was pretty good actually. It's more the story of like what happened. I haven't listened to I mean, it. Yet. Let's not get into that though. This is positive yeah. stuff let's, here. Okay? Let's I have nothing gloss to over say that. about any artist. But I, he was I, Mike Tenay. have a positive thing to say. We'll that I thought that album was actually pretty good. Um, you know, Sk Skirt, he is a talented guy. Blank Goofy was goofy, but great. I like Sub Eris. Personally, Sub Eris is my personal favorite uh, yeah. HKE side project. Probably same, same here, yeah. Uh, and then that's that's a lot, saying a lot, considering a lot of people like 2814 more than anything. Hot, hot take, Birth of a New Day is not that great. That's, that's the content we're looking for. It's not. It's. I mean, it did covered. end up in um, Rolling Stone. What do you say to that? Wait, what? I'd say it ended up in Rolling Stone. That, that's that's a great. That's a great tangent to an excellent story. Um, that's an indication that people think they have an understanding and they're qualified to determine what other people's experience of vaporwave is. They don't. Oh, they don't. I hate and it's too I hate common that. that that happens. And it's it's a that's something I'm I'm very. Uh, I find quite problematic. That is the most problematic thing ever, with, artistically speaking. When I use the word problematic, we're not talking from a, I don't want that to be confused with talking from a social issue point of view, but from a, let's talk about the word problematic, we're using that in an artistic issue point of view, right? Let's just separate how we normally use that word, right? Sure. A problem, let's say a problem, the biggest problem with all art that is niche or that is, you know, cult, is that when someone who doesn't understand it 
tries their hand at describing it. You know what I mean? And I hate when they do that because uh, they always get it so wrong. And you always worry when people do that because now that's going to be the right and that sucks a lot of people see that false version that false narrative of the genre that false narrative of the movement and the people in it and I, that's awful you know hate mm-hmm. that can we talk about the I, uh, I, vapor 95 I, ad like, i have to imagine that they definitely probably got some stuff wrong right can we talk about vapor 95's uh ad i didn't see it you didn't see it checking it out chris it out. you saw it Huh? You saw Vapor 95's ad. Yeah. Yeah. So mystery box. Tell me what you thought about Vapor 95's ad. <laughs> oh, they did. Uh, I think that Vapor 95 does a very good job at running that store. And um, yeah, that's. What are you drinking right now? That's a good answer. Bud Light Seltzer. Awesome. I'll have to check it out later. I guess. I will I say they did a... cover all the subgenres in one short ad. What they had. Vaporwave, classic vapor. They had future funk. They even had like the synthwave guy with the power glove and everything. Yeah, there's there's another hot take. Get synthwave the fuck out of vaporwave. Oh, synthwave. <laughs> so let's talk about synthwave. There we oh, go. That's Seriously. a good one, right? Synthwave is a very controversial genre. In the fact, it's like the most controversial, uncontroversial genre, right? But I mean, because synthwave is like advertise it like when when you know once you know what it is you know exactly what you're gonna get when you listen to it for the most part you're not wrong and so it's not controversial in the fact that there's not a terrible amount maybe and that might be my fault for maybe not understanding the genre terribly but i, I you know an, there's not like a terrible lot of deviation that comes from the formula is what i want to say you're, there's not a lot of correct. deviation from the formula right so it's not controversial in that fact in that you kind of know the feel of it but it is controversial in that like people really either like it or they really don't like it and uh, what do you guys think i want to know what what people in the chat think of synthwave as well and i want to know what you two think of it and i'll tell you what i think of it when we're done as well but i i did ruminate on this home resonance is not synthwave exactly let's let's draw that line right in the sand right now home resonance Ognos just said this in the chat home resonance is not synthwave it is a hundred percent not synthwave what is it that is no, it's like in the same thing as like hotel pools, right? Or VCR yeah. not. Yes, or they call themselves Chilson. Or 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 some of the or some of the stuff that like A Hero has done. It's, it's in the same world as that. So VHS like, pop, yeah. whatever maybe? you want to call. Yeah, well, I mean, I once called myself VHS. Whatever you want to call it, right. I call that vaporwave. <laughs> it's just right? words. You know what I mean? I called. I still call that vaporwave, um, because it still has the textures of it. It has the textures of a false nostalgia. It still feels like music from a past promised by a future that didn't exist it's not pastiche and the most important thing is it's not pastiche and there's mm. your difference between synthwave and things like home or vcr not you know or, or all the other bands that are like that or, all, or a lot of the stuff on stratford court you know what i mean yeah those out those, those artists on stratford court a lot of them is mm-hmm. like we're talking right now the difference between synthwave is pastiche right it is it is yeah. a recreation of the past right kind of but that that's a really good summary and that is and this is stuff is a reinterpretation some of those guys are like crazy purists too. They're using like original like uh, hardware and everything too. Yeah, like yeah. like Allison. It's, like it's Allison a little crazy. Is not synthwave. Also, yeah, Allison Allison's Navigator. I love Allison as well. Oh, Navigator! Those... Love Carlos. Very talented. So very skilled. I, I play very a lot kind of, guy. Um, I play Allison and stuff and, and stuff of that nature at Terminally Chill. You know what I mean? That's another. Yeah. That's part of the. Uh, that's part of the. Uh, you know, tricks up my sleeve, right? That's part yeah, of. It, it's the, a... And that's like 
you know, and like that's the really you know, is a uh, like, pizza guy simply. That's, like, that's like what makes the important thing about being vaporwave DJ is vaporwave DJ is balancing all those vibes in vaporwave and putting it's not like you know, fucking whatever, be a techno DJ, play techno all fucking day long for fucking four hours for your fucking set. Big fucking deal. Be a vaporwave DJ where you have to go between future funk and then like vapor funk and then like a George Clanton anthem and then like a lo fi house and then like chill synth, whatever the fuck we're calling it now, right? And then that and then throw in an echo jam that will fit at the right time. In the That's night. talent. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, you motherfucking DJs, try DJing vaporwave. All right. You don't. They can't even do it, man. It's too all over the place. It's too much. It's why you have to be extremely talented to be a vaporwave DJ because you have so many, so many. Oh yeah, and then throw in some vapor trap too. Forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Right. There's another. You know how many different vibes there are in vaporwave and how many more they keep you creating. Try fitting a telepath. Hard, song man. In there. It's hard. <laughs> like you know, a classic you can't, era you telepath. Can't, you, every other genre is pretty every other genre night is pretty specific mm -hmm. so anyway let's get back though to what we were talking about what do people think of synthwave we've now established what it's not what it is we, we you know so what is it it's power glove it's things like that right mm -hmm. and now what do you guys think of synthwave answer the question indy i'm waiting yeah i'm waiting for you i think it's great i i love it but it does not offer even an ounce of the same sort of thing. It's a completely different experience, and it's worthwhile to listen to for completely different reasons. And when I see it on the subreddit, it's, again, it's an indication that people don't actually know what's going on. They don't have their thumb on the pulse of the community, of the music, of the art, and they're there for more like a lowest hanging fruit, low common denominator sort of thing that just kind of gives them the feeling that they're looking for, but it's often completely incorrect and doesn't like belong in that space, you know? Yeah. That you have to go to the right place to find the right thing. And when the subreddit, for example, or some Facebook groups are an amalgam of all different types of things and you don't really know what counts, I think we need to come up with more of a definition for mm -hmm. what uh, what would qualify because it's what would qualify as what in, in the subreddits it's, or in the vaporwave or in the synthwave. Sorry, I misheard you. Go ahead. No, so uh, qualify. Are you talking about when you see the synthwave in the wrong subreddit? Is that what you're talking about? Oh. When when people try to pass off synthwave in the subreddit and in a vaporwave, it subreddit. gets a bunch of upvotes. And it just, I just like shake my head. I'm like, who's uploading this? There's, it just shows you that the people on the subreddit are likely not that, uh, like, with it, I guess. So do you, you know? like Synthwave? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, All I right, love Christine. Christine is my oh, favorite. Oh, Christine, okay. Is good. Um, okay. Um, uh, Time Cop. Love Time Cop. Time Cop sure. 1984 is yeah. fabulous. So uh, I like synthwave as well. I think it's really fun. In, when I'm in the mood for synthwave, I'm like ready to rock out and listen to synthwave, right? You know, oh, particularly yeah. if it's a dark synth thing. Like I love me some early Gost. You know, I'm a big fan of Perturbator. Like I oh, love when I'm in the right mood. Synthwave fucking hits, man. I love it. Do I listen to it every day? Of course not. I'm not interested in listening to it every day because a lot of times I kind of want to listen to music and 
oftentimes I want to listen to music that's going to inspire me to make my own music, right? And so that means I'm going to listen to a lot of vaporwave, a lot of experimental music, a lot of music that inspired me when I was younger, a lot of new wave, a lot of interesting, a lot of things that I consider to be really interesting. And there is a lot of music I listen to that is not for inspiration and, and you know, synthwave is one of those musics I listen to for fun. I don't really listen to synthwave and think I want to make that. And yeah. uh, there's a lot of music I listen to and think uh, and don't think I'm going to make that. I want to make that. A lot of music I listen to is like I don't is, is music I don't want to make. Um, but that music I listen to that doesn't inspire me to, to make or to think or, or whatever. I, I just it's it's stuff. It's like candy for me. And um, but that's only for me. It's candy for me. And it may be nutrition for other people. So there you are. Right. You know, it's like a metaphor. Me, a lot of fun. And I fucking love it when I'm in the right mood. And I'm in the car. I fucking you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking you know blast master by Gost or whatever. When right? the production and, like, is really I'll tight, love it, it and it'll be amazing. And certain... I had the best time ever at that perturbator Gost show. Those are the best shows I've ever been to. You know yeah. what I mean? When uh, and those are also, how... and then both those two bands are like kind of like really elevated synthwave anyway. Like I don't even think I should be even mentioning them when I'm talking about synthwave. That's like elevated shit. They're their own thing. You know what I mean? I wouldn't even they like yeah. they've trans that label in my opinion anyhow so well ter- but, perturbator and a lot of like, the other I'll guys are kind of moving into other or the, or the synthwave facebook groups or the synthwave youtube channels and just like let it play and i'll fucking have a great time and maybe there will be something that makes me want to copy a sound or like use it as my own a little bit with my own synthesizers um but uh but it's just it's not the music i listen to every day and it's not it's, it's can it's a little bit of candy for me it's nutrition for other people nothing wrong with that uh mm-hmm. isaac on to you sir Oh, I love Synthwave, dude. But honestly, there I is... Synthwave. You I know, know I do. I mean, when you, put, you, when you played Pizza Guy at the Econ LA After Party, I was like, that's my jam, when man. I played, what, what did I play? Pizza Guy. Oh, that's Synthwave? Would you would you call pizza it? Guy I would say it's kind of Synthwave-esque. Yeah, yeah. The one with the music video where he's delivering vinyls and pizza boxes. I don't know. I kind of think it is. No, because like there's like a whole there was like a whole range of music that like um, came out on um, uh, Gigamesh had this record label called like Mullet Records. Oh yeah, so kind of like a new disco type vibe. I don't want to. I don't want to call that new disco either. I don't know what to call it. It was like Gigamesh's vibe. Like my favorite song. My favorite song ever written is "Estate in the Red," and like. You can't even find it on. You can find a YouTube video for it, which is one of my favorite YouTube videos. Just look up "Estate" song in "Estate" E S T A T in the red. That's like one of my favorite. That's maybe my favorite song ever written, or at least in my top ten. And like, I don't know what you call that. I don't think it's synthwave. I don't think it's definitely not new disco. I don't know exactly what it is. It's a little too polished to be. You're not wrong, right? And I don't know what it is. And that's why I love it so much because like, oh, I don't know what to call this. This isn't new disco. This isn't synthwave. This isn't chill synth. I don't know what this is. But I'm getting nostalgia feelings from it for some reason, even though I'm not sure. I think synthwave has had the opposite arc that vaporwave has. I feel like early vaporwave was amazing, and it's yeah, but it's changed right, a lot. See, that was early synthwave. Synthwave was know, amazing, right, but like arc. synthwave, oh, the early synthwave acts are great, and there are still some great. I, I guess acts, mullet records stuff would like be early kinda, synthwave, huh? Uh, so I'm not you're saying, with mullet so records. You, okay, so are you you're positing right now that stuff like. You know, Gigamesh's record label, um, which had like Casio Social Club and Estate and this stuff on Mullet Records, which I know from you from that time period too in the 2011, 2012 stuff. So that was like, you would consider maybe that was like the seeds of early synthwave and then it just sort of like got like dumber. I'm thinking like Mitch Murder, Calm Truth. Oh, 
those oh, guys. Com Truz is not. I don't consider Com Truz. You don't consider Com either. I mean, you're right. He's no, Com Truz like is not synthwave because like Com Truz is another band that was very influential on early vaporwave, and okay. early vaporwave was always influenced by people that just sounded like nobody else. Com Truz was the kind of band you listened to, or the producer you listened to, and wish more people sounded like him, and nobody did. Fair enough. You know, Fair like enough. and like it was the same thing with That's Boards true. of Canada. You wish more stuff sounded like Boards of Canada, and nothing did at the time. Daft Punk. You wished more stuff sounded like Daft Punk, and you were like, well, I hear French House, and then you mm -hmm. listen to French House, and you're like, this is a little too club-oriented. You know, I know my experience yeah. is there's a lot of great French Justice. House, but when, like, Justice is a whole other, that's Ed Banger Records, man. I'm talking about around Daft Punk's time in, like, 1996, 97, right? When, really? started, yeah. when, you, when you first heard Daft yeah. Punk, you were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is, like, some combination of, like, indie sensibilities with electronic music, right? Like, Pop sensibility, pop like pop sensibilities with with dance music. And the thing about a lot of dance music is dance music is oftentimes just dance music sensibilities. Why did Daft Punk yeah. last? Why is Daft Punk more influential than other? It's club acts? ready for a couple of reasons. One, obviously, there's a strong visual component, a strong high art component. Mm -hmm. Two, it's really fun. And three, it was dance music with pop sensibilities. That's why LCD Sound System has a so has a line in his song that says, I was the first person to play Daft Punk to the rock kids. Everybody thought I was crazy. And well, you see, like, you know what I mean? In Losing My Edge, the greatest song ever written. The greatest lyrics, at least, ever written are in the song Losing My Edge. Best lyrics I've ever read in my life and probably will ever be written, in my opinion. And if you really read them and understand them, it shows you exactly how this whole cool thing works and what happens to it goes in cycles anyway mm -hmm. my point is that Daft Punk lasts because of that right so back to Com Truths though <laughs> um, I'm just saying he's another unique artist that you wish more people sounded like and yeah I don't want to see anything in the chat about like well French House there's a lot of stuff like Daft Punk no there's not no there's fucking <laughs> not it's dance music it's great dance music French House is excellent dance music barely anything had the pop sensibilities of Daft Punk. They were the first people to put really big pop sensibilities into dance music. So don't feed me some shit about French house music. I've already fucking listened to it. You're not impressing me. Anyway, go on. See, that's why people think I'm very touchy-feely and I am. I'm very kind, but I'm not afraid to say this shit, too. It's, uh, no, it's all true. French house is I think amazing. people think Let's about it right a lot. This is not an aspersion casting. French House is brilliant, amazing. We would have Nothing. Without what it. does casting aspersions mean? You say that a lot, and I don't understand what it means. Just like like saying bad things against, talking against, speaking against. Put it that way. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah. Also, can I point out Chris and I did not both intend to both wear the red beanies. That was a coincidence. <laughs> I have my uh, my teams to sue beanie on, but uh, we didn't call each other. Team service tension is going to show me a bunch of stuff that sounds like Com Trues, and I'm all about it. And it better fucking sound like Com Trues. Or else Have I'm you heard Glamour Shots? You, my friends. <laughs> or uh, Glamour Shots is pretty good if you uh, if you want some um, more early Com Trues sounds. I, I don't know. Offhand, send it to me, please. I will. Um, you know. Uh, but well, anyway, um, uh, we were talking about synthwave. I guess we've said everything about synthwave now. Then, right? Is that it? I don't think there's That's anything it. else to add. I like I the dark synth more than anything. We all, we all like it for different reasons, pretty much, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Wait a minute. What, what do you Indy, do what? you have the bad baby beanie? Um by uh by Native, Native Gemini. Gemini? Do, you, do you own that red bad baby beanie? No, no I, I bought that two capes why we don't like have way back. A red uh way bad back. Baby That's such a fun beanie. thing to say, isn't it? Well, you and I are both wearing red beanies. <laughs> Didn't you hear me? Hey, can I ask that? You some 
I know, right? Yeah, yeah. the one. I, yeah, absolutely. What's so, everybody? What, what shirt are you wearing today, Isaac? What is um, that shirt? By chance, I actually happen to wear the shirt that is in my uh, avatar. Who, who, who the, is that? It's Dan Mason, bro. Oh, it's Dan. I can't yeah. see. I, I I couldn't tell it first. It's okay. Um, because mm. oh, that's awesome, it's man. Okay. That's a beautiful. Yeah, it's man. Dan Mason cannot be stopped. That no, man can. cannot <laughs> be stopped. I can't, oh, yeah. man, more than any other artist. That man. Whew, he just is like he's such a killer man he just like this music just like it just it just pierces through the fucking sky of vaporwave and did just you like, hear the new album like, the new album which one the what are we talking about right now he like went back to his oh no classic. wait that that's out now i didn't know it was out i knew he was advertising it i didn't know he released it you talking about yeah, the 2018 sure. outtakes album yeah Oh no, That's I didn't right. know it was out. I, I remember him saying, like, what if I had an album? And I was like, oh, I'd be excited. That's such friend. a Dan Mason thing to and, say. Um, yeah, man. Um, you know, he's just so fun. And like I you know what I love about people like Dan Mason and uh is uh, is Maybe you know never, never exactly knowing what to expect the next album to sound like. And I think that's mm -hmm. great. And I love it when artists do he's that. Very I prolific. love when artists kind of, yeah, he's prolific, but like a lot of the albums sound different, you know, and I really enjoy the fact that I don't exactly know what the next album by him like it's gonna be a surprise it is and um and just what a wonderful guy like just you know so likable in general right? he was the headliner for our last rosewood event and he oh nice killed yeah. it i'm pretty sure i saw tears in that boy's eyes during that last song oh that and can i just point time. out ds dude 500 down there did the visuals did a stellar job nice. really smashed oh, yeah. the visuals shout out to daniel that guy's a lovely yeah, guy yeah, both yeah. of them are it was his ghost ghost enterprises um not the 2018 thing no oh, yeah yeah and he's also that, that's, that... what's the name of that one album and it's named after that forest you guys know what i'm talking about i do you talking yeah. about the suicide forest uh, one yeah ahoku gara online yes that's like dan as well isn't it by mori ahoku gara uh, online artist. something like that you yeah. know, like Some you know, you know what money it's cool. like when when Dan started in Vaporwave and like when his first album started coming out and I didn't know who he was at the time, I was just like, "Who's this Dan Mason guy?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah he seems to he seems to love to groove to this kid." Right. And like I didn't know who he was at the time, and like I thought I'm like Dan Mason. Like, well, a lot of people seem to like him. He must be somebody like pretty big. Like maybe from maybe I know him. Like, oh, like I, I didn't know like how like man this guy like he just like shot off like right away when he started like making records. And I like there was like the guy who owned um uh what's it fucking called uh Keats Collective right like oh, his yeah. name was his first name was Dan he was in he was Dinosaurus Rex right I and his so. first name was Dan but I couldn't remember his last name and I'm like this must be like Dinosaurus Rex from Keats Collective this guy's <laughs> no yeah. way this guy could possibly this be this popular unless he's like <laughs> a real old head right like this must be like Dan from uh, from Keats Collective and he's like struck off and done his own thing and he's making like some future funk albums now and uh, his last name must be Mason and I just never knew Dinosaurus Rex's last name was Mason and then I like realized I wasn't even Dan's name and uh, <laughs> I was like oh no man this just this kid this guy just has charisma that's all that's happening right now. He's just fucking. Charismatic. He's just that good. He's fucking a great producer. He took everybody yeah. by surprise. Like, so like you know, that's always amazing to me when people can just come in and just like take the shit by storm and. Woo, Dan Mason, I'm a stand. I stand Dan. Love that. Love Miami that. Virtual. Shit, I love, I love when people do that. I love when people just like take shit by storm because like it like really like really like upsets the status quo for a mm -hmm. minute there. Like people get like people get like shaken up when someone comes in and like shakes things up, right? Like. I remember, like you know, like Tupperwave got pretty big there, right? 
And honestly, like I think it ruffled feathers. I think it made people. I think it ruffled some feathers. And me, because well, he doesn't change the music very much, right? I don't know, man. I, I, he does what he does, and I love it, and I like that, and I I'm, I, it honestly deeply amuses but me. Some people don't. It, it, well, that's same as waterfront amuses. dining, you know. I was gonna say I don't think I heard anything you know that what, like. You know what? Deeply amuses me when someone does that and get <laughs> and like and other people like get mad. Deeply Dude, it amuses me too, in much I the same that way that that whole like. <laughs> like uh, well, it looks like you better work. You're just mad. You looks like you better work harder. I always loved it when somebody in the scene didn't change that much, and now that's like I'm like that's like something like I'm. I do a lot of original composition stuff, right? So to me, that sort of stuff forces me to up my game because now I'm not competing against every, I'm competing against all these artists plus Diana Ross. Like, so I better <laughs> do a really good fucking job if I want to make somebody listen to my music. Oh shit, Miss says y'all weren't amused with PZA. Pizza time. Um, you know, I remember, I remember when that was all going down and like, <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I, I don't really, I, here's why, here's the only thing that annoyed, so I know that was really annoying, and that was awful, I assume, actually, I know he was, like, straight up, like, stealing some tracks, right, from people, and, like, putting them on albums, and that was the big thing, right, and that's a no-no, especially if it's other Vaporwave ours, here's the thing, right, you do not steal from other, let's, like, make this clear, people say, well, Vaporwave's about sampling, I'm like, yeah, it is, but we don't, they take from our own kind. This is us. Yeah, exactly. Our counterculture mm -hmm. versus the status quo. So you don't steal from your counterculture or you work with your counterculture. You talk to your counterculture. It's, you don't sample them without talking to you them. You remix this is it, like the maybe. Line. This is like, I'm like, I don't want to hear people Incredit. say that there's like not a line here. Like, don't fucking be fucking, you know there is. You, you're just saying shit, right? Like, just like, you don't take from each other. You're in this together. So please, like, that was a line, right? I will tell you, so I wasn't terribly involved in that. I saw it going down, and I didn't, you know, being that I hadn't even heard these fucking albums people were talking about in the Vape Council at the time. Oh, I, I missed the Vape Council. Like, yeah, well, it was in the <laughs> well, Vape Council that everybody was talking about it. He's and a like, good producer. Well, here's the thing. I didn't know what was going on, so I just followed it, but I can't give a terrible opinion on it because, like, it didn't look good. It didn't look, it didn't look good to me. That's what I can say, and it obviously wasn't good. What actually annoyed me about him was just that every time he released a new album, he would tag you in it on Facebook. So like, yeah. don't you hate that shit when people tag you in all their stuff and like you just like turn on Facebook and now like their shit is like all over your Facebook. Like that's actually what annoyed me about him was like I would just log on to Facebook and I'd be like tagged in like some new album was just coming out with a new album every week. And I'd be like, man, come on, man. I just want to update people when I get a shirt. <laughs> I think the album that he has on BizCash is actually his original compositions, isn't it? He does do, yeah. His he does his actual, what's too. ironic is his actual he's production is pretty good. It Who is. are we talking about again now? PZA. PZA. PZA I, I honestly, I you know, like I never bothered to listen to any of this stuff because I always got so annoyed it's not that bad. it showed up on my Facebook. It's I, kind I, of along the lines of like that... blank body and like. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, when he does fine. it himself, wanna, it's not bad. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm not. A, I don't want to ever write off anybody. Do you know what I mean? And I always believe that everybody is worthy of redemption. You know, you can always change. Every day is a new day for redemption. You fucked up. You did something. You hurt some feelings. You did a bad thing. Well, you know, tomorrow's a new day to make it better. And, you know, it's. I really believe that. I really believe that everybody has a, the ability to change, the ability to appeal to the better senses of people and to be a better person in general. And you know, I really hate. 
seeing people get written off sometimes and it you know hurts my feelings and i feel bad for them like i feel so bad and i want i, I just want them if they do something you get a lot them. of chances yeah. i agree with what you're saying i hear you and i agree with you i think people yeah. should get second chances but he did get a lot of second chances i mean he once again like down. i was I, I, once again i'd like to also down. mention yeah what, what, while all, anyone oh boy really see here's the thing while all yeah. this was going down i was look, looking at it through the corner of my eye because i think i was like really in the middle of like med school dental school all that good stuff so you know, i don't know how you fucking did about, it bro that 2016 period to do that, that like that's like not really like that was like almost the time that i was like i think i might be done making music in this well 2016 <laughs> was a be terrible 2016 and 2017 were terrible years for vaporwave no it disrespect really to was. anyone that dropped an album in 2017 there's a lot of great stuff that happened let's not neglect the all good the stuff really stood out like socially, socially it wasn't a very good time there was like a lot of like like almost like irritating masculine overly masculine behavior and it's not even like masculine as like being a jerk it's like masculine in like the way that like men whine about shit sometimes right like no but this is for me but i want it like it's like like little boys that's what it was like it's like it was like a lot of little boys running around doing some dumb shit and begging for attention and i was not about like this and uh it's such a better scene now than it was then and uh not that yeah man God. i like it's amazing that there were so many good mu so much good music that came like i'm just like vincent remembers did some outstanding albums during that time okay period. i i have to just say the chat is ripping me a new one there were good albums that came do? out in 2017 there were is this because you man, oh yeah, hell yeah there were good exactly. albums that came out in 2017 there were album. i'm just saying like all right guys i'm sorry <laughs> there was good stuff that came out in 2017 just there was a lot of toxicity as well so the problem so yeah i know now i was very clear to make sure i i said i was a problem with the little boy attitude that was going on yeah it was the not attitude the music itself not the music itself but a lot of the little boy attitude the little boys begging for attention crying at each other or a lot of crying a lot of baby asshole bullshit um like grow up and everybody hey, monica just made now. a really good <laughs> statement she said pacific plaza mentioned to her how diversity isn't talked about she wants to know what we think about that Ooh, what diversity is that's one of the big things that really was really irritating me about the vaporwave scene back then was how un how it was just a bunch of like boys yelling a boys club yelling at each other man i fucking hate that shit vaporwave is supposed to be about fluidity vaporwave is, is supposed to include man one of my favorite things at terminally chill is the variety of human beings of all <clears throat> sizes shit colors absolutely reads, dogmas, beliefs sexualities genders etc they're all at terminally chill and if you look at my pictures on facebook you can go look at because you know because my i have you know my you know my friend rich who takes all those fabulous photos at terminally chill scroll through those photos you will see just how fucking diverse vaporwave fans are it's real and it's hard to see it sometimes because we're all on the internet and i don't know you know is sometimes there are a lot of established artists who are white males but all I know is they're fucking out there, and I want them to start making music. Or I want them to start making art. You don't have to make music. And that's the other thing, too. Sometimes people are involved in the vaporwave scene and feel like they have a responsibility to make music. You don't, man. That's okay. Like, you don't have to fucking, like, you're important. You're valuable. You're more, you're more valuable than these artists. <laughs> I'm not sure people realize this, but, like, these artists are nothing without the people who support them nothing and all artists out there should remember that you are nothing without these other people in the scene nothing at all you are not heard by anybody you're just another motherfucker 
making music. So I never want to see vaporwave people with an ego. And we've sort of avoided a lot of that with most people, right? Most people don't have a big ego, I think. I'm very positive thinking. You know, Lux that, was right? telling me. I like me to it. believe that most vaporwave artists don't have a big ego because we all talk to each other. And um, and if you do, you're in the wrong fucking genre because you should have a high awareness of how special and beautiful bands and everybody else are. So, Lux was telling me um, she feels like a lot of uh, the bigger egos in the scene have kind of not threatened vaporwave, but kind of brought it to its brink. Uh, that the the egoism and just kind of egotistical aspect of certain personalities have really uh, <laughs> have really just kind of is, is it really already eleven forty five? We're gonna have yeah, to wrap this up. We are going to, yes, but nonetheless, I just wanted to chime in and mention I agree with you completely, and I had been talking to uh, to Lux about that as well. So mm. it sounds like there's kind I of a just consensus. Love that they're calling... that... Go ahead. You're saying, Indy. I see you moving your mouth. I was about to say, I just think, I think Vaporwave is genderless. There's a lot mm. of genres that have a specific gaze that you perceive this music through, especially when it comes to music videos, things like that, performances. And that's really unique. That's what I love about Vaporwave. And I think encouraging... Uh, whoever wants to make music to do it is awesome and that's what vaporwaves one of the things it can do and i think it's really special for that that's it that's, that's a really said. yeah damn man that's uh, a quotable every time indy like takes a breath and makes a statement like his does a little uh does you know makes makes a statement it's just it's so eloquent and this is why i am thinking indy's got to have indy as the first guest he's got <laughs> He's gonna know what to it's say. An honor. To put, thank you. It's an honor to have you. He's gonna know what to say to put this in perspective for everybody. You know, I'm gonna, is truly you know, Isaac's gonna say cool stuff. I'm gonna ramble on like some kind of asshole, but like, and I'll get overly aggressive. But like, Indy will like say say a qualm. Why do you think I had B <laughs> Fanty draw the pictures the way I did? Yeah, I know. I know who I am. <laughs> don't worry about it. I know who I am. I get it. I don't care. I don't no, care either. It's great. Yeah, I don't care, man. That's cool. No, I celebrate it. I happen to be very passionate. I'm a very caring person. I just happen to be very passionate. I, I have a bit of an edge. I get it. But, you know, I have a big heart, too. You know, I care a lot about this stuff. I care a lot about my music. I care a lot about everybody's music. And, uh, and I care about a lot about the scene because this is the only scene where I feel comfortable expressing what I have to say. When I write my music, when I do those live streams, when I create my visuals, that's me trying to communicate a lot of abstract ideas about what I think about the world and what I see and how I view things without words. I mean, I don't know this. I know the songs have lyrics sometimes, right? But like, I mean, like, even the lyrics I write are usually pretty abstract. I'm trying to give myself to an audience, like <laughs> put my soul, like communicate it through words and sounds and imagery, right? And like, what other scene could I do that in but Vaporwave? Like I would never fit in. And, and my music, me, my personality, the way I view the world and the way I view music, and we can do this in any other genre. You know, this is the only crowd that would get it. It's the only crowd that would ever get it. Hell yeah, bro. Hold that mic a little tighter. <laughs> I, I, yeah, right? I, 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 have a, like, I have a fancy microphone that I use to record vocals. Holy shit, like, let me see uh, that. That looks like an award. Or like a, like a, oh, okay, I see. This, it looks like a goddamn trophy. Trophy, Damn. yeah. MTV Cribs. I have like, mm -hmm. a boring, but of course, Mine like, when I'm here, 
position is obviously the most boring background. I'm always bullshit to left and right because someone cares. Like, you have fun. Yeah. There's the stairs. Like all the cool shit is to the left and right of me, but like obviously don't like, trip going up the stairs. stairs. She's like, there's the stairs and the space heater. <laughs> Even while I have these really fucking cool synths over oh, here. Oh yeah, didn't here, you but... have your power go out for like a super long time? Yeah, I lost so power. Ago? Well, I lost my heat is what happened, and that was not fun. Yeah, you did not look happy. Space just up here. I just don't have the heat up very high right now, so that's why the space heater is running. Um, do you guys have questions for the chats? Because we're gonna have to wrap this up soon, man. Wow, yeah. what a, a success. Was. I can't believe like we had like so many people listening to us chat. Dude, we've for, had like so 40 long. viewers the whole time. You guys are great. Um, Shout out to the viewers. You're great. Uh, wait, hold on. Can we go through like um? Oh, well, oh, first man. of all, you got a compliment right for your shirt. We're talking about the anonymity aspect of vaporwave, but like, boy, oh boy, that I don't think we even have time to get into that right now. That's just too big of a subject. What questions do we have for the chat right now? What do you guys have right now? Well, um, Molo360 complimented your ramble. Molo360 complimented your shirt. I, compl oh, it's a gummo I shirt. complimented yeah. his shirt, too. That's a Gummo shirt. Yeah. Gummo. That's my favorite scene from Gummo with uh, Chloe Sevigny when she's doing... Oh, Daniel wants to hear some hot takes from Indy. Okay. People are too nice in Vaporwave. I think we need to be more critical of one another and challenge each other in our musical production, in our visual production, whatever it is. Um... People are too afraid to speak openly to one another. And it's not just about providing constructive criticism. It's also about, um, you know, we're, we're, people are living in fear almost in the vaporwave scene of being honest with their friends because no one wants to disappoint anyone. But it's not, like, that helpful. And I see people, like not progress as much as they could if the case was different i think we need to challenge each other more and be more critical and um less uh passive i guess you know there's so many albums coming out it's hard to hear every single one but uh yeah i don't know i think we need to be more honest yeah i agree what do you i think? think so too Maki yeah, says, I, I, "I agree because like I think my stuff is fucking dope. No one's gonna criticize it anyway." <laughs> Maki says, "Lots of people don't know how to deliver critical feedback well." So I think that here's one mm. thing about. So my advice about that is to the vaporwave people out there: go to your friends for the support, for the ego boost, to feel confident, to feel empowered to do things. Right? You know, you use your friends yeah. in the vaporwave world to feel empowered, to feel like you have an audience. But remember, you might not get the most honest feedback, not honest feedback from them. They are giving you honest feedback. They're so proud of you. Most of the feedback from Vaporwave is like, that's amazing. I'm so proud of you. And that's great. And that's honest and that's truthful. But you need to be your own self-critic. You have to develop your inner self-critic. You're already a critic if you're in Vaporwave because you listen to a lot of music. You've watched a lot of movies. You watched a lot of art. You should be able to criticize your own work. What you should be doing is if you're a musician, you should take your song and put it on a playlist and in front of and behind that song, put an artist that you like, admire, and kind of want to sound like a little bit, right? Maybe pick two That's or three advice. different ones. Take, take, make two to four different artists that you want to kind of sound like that are very, rel relatively different from each other and put your song in the middle of the fucking playlist. And if, all, if two songs go by and then your song goes and then two songs go after it and there's a serious drop in quality of, you know, whether, and that's not necessarily technical quality either, right? If there's a serious drop in just like, you know, the, you know, 
quality, right? You know, and, and interpret that however you want between those two songs to yours. Get back to the fucking drawing board because your friends are still going to tell you you did a great job. And you did do a great job. You made music. You made art. Every time you make art, you do a great job. But that's, there's a difference between doing a great job and also a, a difference between doing a great job and doing something that people outside your uh, your public sphere are going to care about. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, like, if you make art, if you make visuals, watch your visuals and in front and behind, watch the visuals for an artist that you admire. Is there a significant drop in quality? And I'm not and this isn't even like and I'm not going to tell you what quality means. That's up to you to decide because you need that's the other thing too. That's I don't really like good advice for people. I don't like. Yeah, I don't. That's what I do. That's what I have done my entire fucking career. And that's why wow. when you see the, the skeleton, why do you think? And that's why I've been asked to do fucking fifteen live streams in this whole fucking no shit. quarantine. I've you done, have been. I believe quite prolific, I've done sir. like twelve. I believe I'm the only person who has done like live streams in like the in like on like a dream punk live stream and a future punk you live stream. You have been all over the proverbial like, genre like, board. Like, it's I impressive. Did, like, Montane can, Records. Can we talk about the fact that you just did an experimental and, and fucking, one? And, and Villains record label in the same month. And, and, and I got asked. And, and you I were just on Side Sounds and Conversations. I get asked to do them by these people. Like, and it's because like you got to have that quality control. Like you got to have, you got to be your own critic. Stop asking other people, what do you think? We all think you did good. And if you ask me what I, what you did, I'm going to tell you did good too because my job as, a, as being a, you know, when I'm being a mentor type figure is to point out the things that are really good that you do. And when I'm pointing out the things that are really good, I'm also saying focus on it. <laughs> like that's what the good stuff is, right? But you'll have to be your own inner critic. You'll have to listen to your music and decide whether you think this is good enough, right? And and mm -hmm. it's and I want to let everybody know that if you make art, you're doing a great job. Just the act of making art is a great job because it's hard to do. I know how hard it is, yeah. and I know how scary it is to do it and to put it out there. I know how scary it is to make art and put it out there. It's very scary and it's very hard, and you did a great job when you do it. But let's once you've done a great job, if you really want to get to the next level, you gotta really, really think critically about it and really, you, you know. And I, and I say go with what I suggested earlier. It's a great technique. I do it all the time. Great. That's a great technique. Absolutely. That's a good hot take, Indy. If thank you. Yeah, that was if a hot one. If you want to. People need to ask themselves, like, why am I making this music and what's the purpose? Ooh, who, yeah, who I got something to say about that. Who is going to listen to it? Who's my audience and who am I making it for? Is it myself? People do that all the time. I do. I know many tons of vaporwave artists and look at all these tapes. All these people make their shit oh, for themselves, damn. right? But, uh, oh, yeah, not everyone can see in the chat. I've, I prepared a whole thing and it's four by three. Oh, damn. But, uh, no worries. But, um, you need yeah, to carve out cool a channel. Tattoos. You know what? I'm just gonna, for yourself. Uh, yeah. And so look at, look at your thesis when you're making the music. Like while you're making it, you know, go back and ask yourself, what is my thesis? Why am I making this? And it'll help you sort of carve out a path for yourself and offer something unique. Cause that's the thing. Like, <clears throat> what are you offering that's gonna make people wanna listen to it versus the next album? How transformative is it? You know? What are you really offering? Has it has it been heard yet has it been done yet you know um do you want people to buy your stuff how much conversion do you want like, man this is priceless advice there's so much there's so many variables that go into it right so you oh i would say always go back to your thesis and ask why am i making this who am i making it for and Damn. you'll probably be able to carve out a path for yourself easier what flavor of salsa should be paired with my album um is pico de gallo a salsa yes but it has to be very yeah, fresh that's 
Don't know if you can ship the Pico de Gallo. Pico de Gallo, right? Is it Pico de Gallo? Like Vincent Gallo? That's very Canadian of you to call it Pico de Gallo. I'm not sure it's Pico de Gallo. You're going to have a lot of people who are in California getting mad at you right now. Uh, yeah, because we're in that time zone. Um, you know, to, to go back to what you said just now is that I want, you know, if, if you want to, you know, some people just want to make an album because they want to make an album. Maybe they don't want a deeper theme for it. Maybe they just want to do it. And that's fine. But just mm -hmm. don't expect it to connect with as many people, maybe, if you do it like that. Here's the one thing. Let's go back to Echo Jams one more time. And I'm going to say right now that as I, I, I spent a lot of time talking about why it's important, right? But now I'm going to go on the other side and say that the issue becomes with it that we've it's been the biggest form of vaporwave for eight years now so yeah it is dropping off a little bit because we've heard it for the last eight years so if you're going to keep do if you're going to do it you know you might need to bring something new to the table right so like you might need to really reach a little a, real, a little deeper you know why like the greatest most successful echo jams artists right now when you listen to their music you feel their energy and their personality in the music like you feel the message happening yeah. you can tell like when you listen to let's say like trash ghost's latest album right you know oh, yeah. that one like that's like my favorite album uh, of last year aroused and that is that, that album is a revelation and i know trash and like i feel his presence in every mm -hmm. bit of that music and i feel him in this personality moving and his message just unconsciously being transmitted to me through that album and it's so him right and so like you have two options now you are either going to do that kind of album where it's a very personal album and you're going to have to really meditate when you do those tracks and infuse your personality and energy into the echo jams and it'll work it works like let me tell you if you guys all like luxury elite because you feel her in the music you feel the character in the music right that's why she is the most popular of that art of that type of artist because you feel it in the music that's very important and it's not to be taken lightly it's a very powerful thing and a very difficult thing to do it's like just like in the way that like there are photographs and there are films right and let's say like the experimental synthwave artist who sit not simply sorry to say that experimental synth artists who like you know are doing a lot of crazy stuff like that's the films right but the peck but pictures are just as powerful right a great photograph is just as powerful yes so like that's what the echo jams are you it's really hard to do a great photograph sometimes because it's only one image a movie you can spread your legs out and do a lot like Good i point. you know i spread my i spread myself out when i make music because like I'll use synthesizers. I'll throw in some sample textures too. I'll do vocals sometimes. Like I, can, I have a lot of room to spread out to make my artistic message and to express who I am and how I see the world. Like I have a lot of room, but the Echo Jams artists have a very small space to tell you who they are. They do kind of paint themselves. The way a photograph has a very small space to make you feel something. So you it's could probably very. Yeah. And it's a hard game to play. And so like your other option is to do a theme, right? To so create a world with the Echo Jams. So if you're going to create a world and you like really you're going to have to create a world we haven't seen before. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're going to have to do like there's somebody I, I have a um, I have a, a list of I asked people on Twitter to give me their favorite echo jams or, or sample based. I saw that happened in the uh, in the last um, in the last two years. And it's um, I have some amazing recommendations that I, I learned about on it. And there's. Um, you know, there was this uh, this album I like, Technicolor Dreams, called New Classic, that just has been sticking with me for a long time. It's it's really absolutely wonderful. And also, I've really been like diving into Penthouse Suites' work, and 
man, this last album, Overtime, like when I saw Penthouse Suite, I thought, oh, I think I've heard this before, some hotel, like I'm going to be in a hotel or something. I don't know, man. It was some sort of fusion of like a hotel with a workout, vi- with like without like, like a, a work training video, and it mm. was monkey. You know what I mean? Remind me of a little bit of like some Daniel Marzietto early stuff by him. That Penthouse Suite album was uh, was dope. And then there was another album by TV Two, and this was uh, called uh, uh, BP Oil Spill 2010. And like mm-hmm. that was a brilliant concept. And like I really did feel like this is like an apology note from a big company. You know, it really made me see like it was so like That's a really cool like, it was so, like, description. Like a fake apology from a In these trying times. That doesn't give a fuck about hurting the world. Yeah. And that album, my T V two, uh BP Oil Spill two thousand ten. Wow, that's definitely that might be my pick of the week. That uh, <laughs> that was great. Anyway, loving it. And every album on that, if you go on, go on my Twitter, look up that. I'll repost mm. it and go through all those albums that people have been posting because they're really good. And um, okay, that's what I have to say about that. What oh, are yeah, we're running out of time. Man. We are out of time. Like, me and me and Indy got to go to bed. You guys um, do need to go to bed. Poor Indy. Let's thank Indy for joining us tonight. I go to bed too. I work tomorrow. Too. I know you do. <laughs> I feel I feel bad for you too. Poor Skelly. Okay, yeah, poor Skelly. Let's thank let's thank Dr. Chris for staying up late and Indy for joining us. Skelly. Let's thank the uh, the uh, uh, viewers. Thank you so much for being so engaged. Thank you guys for being here. Yeah, you guys have been wonderful. Um, and uh, let's thank, of course, um, Tech Honors for rating us. Yeah, thank you, Tech, for rating us. Um, next week sweet. we have we love you very much. Not next week, actually. Date is to be determined. Well, hold on. So we maybe day to be determined. This is a pretty intense show to do because we do a lot of talking and it's a lot of deep thinking when we do these things, right? Um, we might, and I'm busy, you're busy, our guests are busy. We, we, I'm thinking maybe we do this every two weeks right now. And At the most. Was, and that way, and that's better. Also, like, that's what I'm going to do with the What's Skelly Listening To playlist yeah. now is like every two weeks. I'll be updating it tomorrow because... You know, I just I do a lot of shit. Like in addition to you know, all, I mean, I know you're kind of snowed under now that, and my job. Like man, like I have like if people ask me to do live streams all the time. I do remixes all the time. I have like right now, like I just sent out my Winter Quilt remix for his upcoming thing. I just finished, you know, I you know, a lot of stuff like a super flat remix before that. Mm-hmm. And, and that would music. That so slap. like I can't like. Do you <laughs> want to introduce uh so so maybe soft date the fifteenth. Do you want to so, introduce? Okay, let's do two weeks, maybe. Do you want to introduce our our, introduce... our guest for episode? Two? Our, our next guest? Why don't you? You're the I'm I am the sidekick. Okay, the our guest for episode two, soft date the fifteenth, is the Wizard of Loneliness. Mister mm-hmm. Wiz yeah. is going to be on here to definitely help us Wiz out with some himself. strong Khan opinions. Himself, who, who himself has a, a lot of strong opinions and a very it is going to be a hilarious on music. evening. Very smart guy. You're not and hilarious. Indy, thank you so much for being our first guest, and personally, thank you so much you for helping me back, out man. with so many of back. the stream issues. I really, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you. Anytime, yo. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. All right. Um, Josh thinks we should raid another channel. I don't know who we should raid. Can I, can I who give do, some who should we raid? Yeah, we give can, it, oh, yes. please give yes, some shout-outs, and maybe they oh, can I'm tell sorry. us who to Before raid. Before we go, let's let's get some shout-outs, and what do you what do you want to promote? Yes, please. So we got, like, 40 people in you the have, fucking chat, like, the whole time, so go ahead and promote you what have you the want. Floor. So awesome. I'm going to shout-out everyone in the chat, definitely. I want to shout-out you guys. You're so Not. awesome and knowledgeable, and uh, it's always great to listen to you guys talk, and your music um, selection and curation and interest is 
so fascinating. I always learn great stuff from listening to you guys and look forward to it all the time. So thank you. Keep it up. Um, I got a bunch of people here. It's a pretty big list. I made a little list, so I'm just going to run through it real fast. Yeah, please. Ricky Foss. OG Vaporwave homie right there. If you know Ricky Foss, like, I, I, I can't get into it right now, but he's the best. Alex from Pacific Plaza, of course. Love that one guy. Homie, dear friend. Dude, um, again, you can't, you can't, you can't sum it up in this short of time. So I'm so sorry. Scott Michael, Atlantis, Cat Corp. Music doc, we, you gotta have me on again. I have so Scott, much. To we gotta talk get about. Scott on. Oh, oh we we'll gotta get Scott. Scott. We'll do it. Gotta get so, Scott. Man, he's such a sweetheart. Uh, he, yeah, yeah. Um, love Scott. Check out Scott Michael on Facebook. He's a, he's a homie. Music doc. Um, he helps with uh, Tiger Blood. Uh, obviously, my partner at Tiger Blood. Um, Patrick Ludemage, Robin oh, Internet amazing. Club. Patrick, uh, e, the collector, the original collector, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Oh, and uh, and um, mass uh, suit ACE. He's the blue hose. You, some people will know what I'm talking about. I'm gonna check that uh, out. Dream Shore, Ronnie. Yeah, oh Dream man, Shore. I love Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie. Uh, Dot Starkey, Channel Surfing, uh, Eric Hughes, Aquablanca. Cosmic Cycler, Holy Toast, Vapor Memory, Tropical vapor Virtual. Vapor Memory, yeah. You only Stup love for Vapor Memory. Everybody always, every day you wake up, think of a kind, beautiful thought. Close your eyes and think of Vapor Memory to send that energy to him, okay? Absolutely. Send that positive energy to him, please. Absolutely. Go Number ahead. one, if there's one homie to pick, it would have to be Vapor Memory. Uh, Tropical Virtual, Q, Stu Idib. Love Q and Stu. Emmanuel Hochlander. Uh, oh. Enzo and Jay from My Pet Flamingo. Strawberry Dude. Station. Sun Car. We should have done this Mr. Zobelli. Zobelli. I'm going to keep going. Keep going. Please, uh, keep going. Yeah, BizCat. I love it. I love the G love. G-Ban and Cerulea from Utopia District. Everyone from Utopia District. I can't name everyone right now. I'm so sorry. I love you all. Luxury mm. Elite. Woo! Groovy Kaiju. Yeah, Private Suite, everyone from Private Suite, Mackie, I love all these Mackie. Matt, I love all these people. Um, Nano Shrine, oh man, Seabod, All Hell Breaks Loops, Second oh, City Man Production, Hell yeah, Tokyo Wanderer, Fuck yeah. Zero, Trash Wave, ah, oh, my favorite, Ognos, love, love Ognos, Benno, 
And last but not least, of course, Pad Channington. Pat Channington. Yeah. He got to ride on Chris's shoulders. Lucky bastard. Pat Channington rode on. That was not planned. Pat oh, had terminally chill. Like, Pat was like, we were just like, it was just so much energy in the crowd. Everyone was having such a good time. Pat just like taps it like, yo, do you think you could get me on your shoulders? And I'm like, could I get you? He's like, let's do it. And I was like, I didn't even have a chance to say yes. And he was like, up on my shoulders. I'm like, just climbed right on up there. Right. While he, while I want to do that. Like someone put on share, believe at life after love, and it was so fucking awesome. It was like, and Pat swinging an American flag around on my, on my, on my, on my shoulders, and a bunch of a bunch of vaporwave kids. Who and the establishment looks on in wonder. Genders, shapes. That, now that's what America is, right? America is that it's supposed to be vaporwave. America is supposed to be vaporwave. A collection of all of us dancing in all different shapes, sizes, beliefs, values, colors, all loving each other, all you know, wanting diversity, all wanting the world to be a better place, and shares playing in the background. Do you believe in love after love? <laughs> Swinging around American flag, because yeah. that's what America's supposed to be. It's supposed to look like terminally chill, and not any of this other garbage. <laughs> all non-Americans welcome as well. Good it. point, Josh. I nailed it. Yeah, nailed it, man. Um, yeah. Got him. Okay. Thanks. Uh, I, I want. Keep... Do you want to plug anything though, really quick? Oh yeah, man. Okay, Utopia District, of course. Hell yeah, uh, the place to oh, be. Yeah. The place to be in Vaporwave. This is where you want to go to get. Damn! The look at that. In the year 2021, man. you want to go to this place now to get all your Vaporwave. Yeah, information, get your vaccines uh, so you can visit. Stuff coming out, like for your conversations. This is where <clears> you want to be. It's the Utopia so... District. Thank you so much, man. So we have turned... Uh, all the stars are in Look our Utopia District. Like, I'm in there, Lux is in there, all the stars of Vaporwave, all the old heads and the new heads, we all go to Utopia District. It's a poppin' place, and I thank you guys so much. Like, you're really making it quite exciting. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, and we have some stickers and other cool stuff, so merch coming. Um, oh, wow. Tiger Blood Tapes, of course, my label. You check it out, tigerbloodtapes.com. Oh, I got a, we got some merch. I got a hat here. Hey, sweet. Oh, look at that sweet piece of gear. Look at that elegant design. I mean, is that from the oh, Chanel damn. store? No, it's Tiger Blood's tapes. Damn, wow, 100% could take a cue. Yeah, okay. Just what kidding, else? that merch Anything is else? great. Um, I, I don't really have too much else. I don't know. Um, I want to plug... Chief Leaf and Middle Class Comfort and all the other people yeah. that are doing the little awesome things that are keeping the community together, like the 2020 Guide website that Middle Class Zico Yeah, that's made. great. Love that. Always love those. There's just there's just so many cool people doing cool shit, and I don't want anyone to stop. It's so awesome to see. I don't want know. anyone to stop either, and it's been 10 years, and we have it. We just have gotten better at it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so can I promote stuff too? And yes. I, even as like a, even as a sidekick. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I would really, I obviously have Skelly Smoochums, the newest song on Spotify and Bandcamp and such as like that. You listen to that. I did a lot of fun wobbly bass lines and played with LFOs on my synthesizer. Art by PJ uh, We have the Lipstick Elite, the Lipstick Elite set happening. Isaac is going to be there as well. Obviously, that's happening with Rosewood, and that is on oh. Saturday, right? Friday. I'm doing that too. Friday, like that. That. Oh, Indy's doing visuals in that. All three of us are involved. Indy's doing visuals on that. Yeah, Indy's been, all three of us. And, uh, you know, Lux, Luxury Elite and I have worked really hard on putting together this set. And I think it's going to be a wonderful experience. I'm very excited. 
Um, I have a new, I'm going to be on the remix album for O Discordia by Winter Quilt, which is also going to have such amazing artists as uh, Alpha Chrome Yeo, Eyeliner, nice. um, Tokyo Wanderer, Cell Shade, myself, wow. and Hong Kong Express are all going to be on doing remixes on that album. Uh, in addition to that, uh, I did a remix for uh, Ultra High Titans' final album. He had a bunch of us do. I did something for that. Uh, I did a super flat remix, obviously, of We the People, and that is now officially on the Future Funk the Future Funk Spotify playlist. I am in the rare club of having a song on the Future Funk playlist and the Vaporwave playlist. I'm one of the few artists. It's just like it's just like it's me and 3D Blast and uh, and I think Mitro is on there and Architecture in Tokyo and Skylar Spence. I think all of us have one song on each, and um, I, I think that's it. Ooh. Maybe some other people. Rare club. I feel very honored, very very lucky. Like I don't I don't I've never actually. I never tried using that submit feature on the artist Spotify thing, but I, I'm definitely going to do it for the next because <laughs> I, I want to see if that works. But um, anyway, I think that's all the things I have to promote at the moment. Oh, wait. Yes. One more thing. I have a new album that I'm working on. It, it, I played some of it at um, Codex Encyclopedia's thing. Yeah, was, uh, I was waiting for you of, to bring that up. Yeah, so that's going to be fantastic. That's this uh, amp, melodic ambient cool album I've been making. That's in, that's in the vein. If you go look at the Twitch channel to see the very last performance on Codex Encyclopedia's uh, last uh, Sight Sounds uh, episode, you can see what I did there. I made these incredible, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, it's pretty incredible visuals I created for that. And um, it's an ambient album, a melodic ambient album in the vein of Emerald's album, um, Does It Look Like I'm Here? Or One of Tricks Point Never's album, Russian Mind. It's very much like that. Uh, I have some people who are doing, going to be contributing some shoegazer style guitars or twinkly, like strange guitars to it. And the people who will be contributing to that album are Winter Quilt and Golden Living Room and uh, Lee from Hawaii 94 and Surfing and Tower of the Sun and, um, and Donor Lens. Yeah. They'll wow. all be on the album it's too. It's going to be amazing. And that's what I have to talk about. Can't wait. I don't have a whole lot other than the Night of the DJ event, Friday, March 5th, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And We're going to have Lipstick Elite. Paper, not myself, sir. <laughs> Definitely come out to that. Come out to that. We've got DJ Sabrina the Teenage DJ. we got Groovy Kaiju. Oh, we got God, myself. Yeah, shout out Dan Soko for pulling DJ Sabrina the Teenage I DJ. I can't believe you guys got DJ Sabrina the Teenage One thing DJ that's not often talked about, favorite the after parties. We're going to have some serious after party action. I don't know if it's a secret who's performing. But there are actual like after parties planned, and there are some pretty cool really? artists. Oh yeah, I don't even know. There that are some pretty wow. cool artists that are scheduled to play the after parties. So okay, we gotta go to bed soon. Everybody's logging off because it's like twelve o'clock in the morning. It is. So <laughs> you know, thank you know, for like, tuning in. Tired. Thank you, we're, Andy. We're finally losing the chat, people. All March fifteenth. Right. Do we raid something? Uh, we're gonna raid Pacific Plaza in three, two, one. But uh, be sure to tune in for the Wizard of Loneliness, March fifteenth at approximately the same time. Thank you guys and good night. Good night.